0: Hello, book bitches! Your favorite chaotic co-hosts are back! We are coming down from our Thanksgiving high and a motherfucking Alabama win! And we are ready to discuss this book which is book two in the souls trilogy by harley larue her soul for revenge and people everyone gather around get close please give a warm welcome to my feisty partner my maid my fellow hook co- my fellow host my, <laughs> <laughs> my
1: fellow co-host ali Um, I like that you just called me a ho-host. That is, I don't know how we just now came across that, but I love that you just called me a ho-host. I'm dying. I can't. But either way. I also, I also am like terrified um, of the medical bills we're going to get from listeners' um, loss of hearing when they start our episode. And it's just like screaming
0: in their ears. I'm so sorry, everybody. I am way too hype right now. I don't don't apologize. I'm fucking ready for it. And I were going back and forth on this Alabama game. We I mean, we have had probably our heart rates up to a thousand. I I cannot believe like, we the won. The game
1: just ended and we are now podcasting. We've been we've been holding it's off to get through this game for
0: literally I mean, we literally are two minutes off this and I
1: I'm, I'm up. But either way, sup baddie. Hey. hey! How the hell are you? It's been a minute since we've podcast together, I feel like.
0: I know. It's been so long. I feel like it's been like 10,000 years in a stone's
1: throw ago. But you know what? Here we are. It's only been like two weeks, and I feel like that's a really long time. So
0: it's a very long time. I mean, I know we chat every day and we like, you know, have our moments. And I'm like, hey, hello. What
1: are you oh, doing? It's different
0: when you get to pot with your bestie?
1: I know. I know. I'm so fucking excited. And we hit over 300 followers on our Instagram. It's just been a week. God. A, a week. week. But here we are. I'm so excited for this book. Like, cannot wait to get into this with you. Um, I
0: I guess I'll repeat myself on what we're reading because I kind of screamed it. But we are uh, potting about Her Soul for Revenge by Harley LaRue. And... Hallie is gonna take us through some of our book ratings, our trigger warnings, and then we're just gonna get in this bitch.
1: Yeah, we got a lot. To, we got a lot to get through. I'm also gonna apologize in the background. You might hear my dogs chewing on their bone because they're being so loud. Um, but it's yeah. fine. We're here for them. Um, so this book, five out of freaking five for me. Ah, um, uh, yeah. I mean, one of probably my top reads of the entire year. Hands down. She gave us
0: Harley. LaRue gave us everything we wanted. We gave I think we both agreed on her soul t- to take with a 3.5. Yes. And we just and we only base that on just like wanting more. Overall, still a great book. Please read it. If you are a series reader, you understand that like book one is not always the best, but this one gives you everything and more. Her soul to take
1: walked, so her soul for take could fucking run fly. Okay.
0: I mean, it's, it's just been, I mean, I feel like I've been going over my notes, reliving this book. I will forever read it over and over. I will agree with you. My rating is a five out
1: of five as well. Just hands fucking like, wow. Like applause, applause, applause for Harley. The growth and her writing from book one to this one was epic to me um book two gave us everything we wanted more of from book one and i really liked that she kept the same timeline in this book as book one it was just like a different side of the story with different characters i think that decision allowed the reader to gain more clarity into the world of Ablum. and it followed it allowed harley to focus more on the character development of juniper and zane Because we already had this background for book one. And then Juniper's story definitely deserved that emotional detail and depth that Harley provided in this book. Like, this girl, I'm a simp for Juniper. Like, wow. Wow.
0: When I say, like, and it's like we went back and forth. And we were like, Ray is underdeveloped. All of these things. Juniper is the most developed character. And we watched the most growth. And, yes, it's totally in the writing style of Harley. She deserves all the credit. But the trauma, we talk about this all the time, but the trauma and everything this girl goes through is literally so beautiful. I, I, and like, I hate to say like trauma is beautiful, but like the way it is written is like, Hallie and I were going back and forth and we're like, how do we even talk about the plot? Because all of these internal monologues, all of these things that like give you more and make you understand the story are ridiculous and so well-written.
1: The emotional journey she takes you with, like through with these characters, is epic to me. Um, I was crying for Juniper. I think by chapter four, I was like honestly crying reading some of like the way that Harley describes like panic and anxiety and this like darkness that she carries around with her and the way that she viewed herself. I was just, I mean, just hands down, wow. I mean, just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. beautiful.
0: That's the word of the day. Beautiful. beautiful so
1: beautiful
0: beautiful so with that we will get into our trigger warnings yeah spice ratings well I think spice rating
1: goes I mean what do you I think we're gonna agree with this spice rating is it's a five out of five it is a freaking five out of five honey like mm. book one was a five out of five this is a five out of five I enjoyed though the way she wrote her sex scenes in this book Way more than how she wrote them in book one, though.
0: And I think it's because we get way more of Zane's point of view. And I will yeah. bring that up when I'm discussing things because it gets lost in it. Like when you think about it and I'm just putting myself in this, like, okay, all of a sudden I'm having sex with a demon, right? Like mm-hmm. if you, if, if you were from my point of view, I just be like, Holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. Cause what we got a lot out of Ray and like Juniper's the same way, but we get so much out of Zane and the reasons he does things, the reasons he gives her control, the reasons when he takes control and it just, just opens up this whole world of being like, I love this. And Hallie and I go back and forth all the time on like, I can't figure out if I like bully romances or I don't or dominance or whatever. And I loved this.
1: I think so I was also like comparing our notes from the from book one and with the sex scenes, we both agreed that like, there was just something lacking there, like an emotional tether that like made it, did, it just moved for to way in book one. It moved a little too fast for us almost. And we didn't really kind of, we needed more to kind of buy into it. But I think this book, is so emotional. They do have this, like, really solid... They have this, like, emotional connection with each other that grounds their sexual tension and their desire.
0: Right. And it well, makes
1: sense. Well, and It it's makes like, sense.
0: We had the issues before in Her Soul to Take that everything just moved too quickly. And yes, the sex scenes in here, they do move quickly. I mean, on chapter, like, four or five, we're already in a sex scene. But it just, like, makes
1: sense of yes.
0: why they're already doing this. Because you get this... And we'll get into it. We always do this, but this we'll three-year jump. Yeah, I, I know
1: I know what you're going to say. It's almost like Raylan was almost too innocent for what things were happening. Like, yeah, she had her kinks, but the way she was developed, it was like she was almost too innocent to be, like, this way. And then, or maybe not innocent, she was just so naive. She didn't really have the life experience to, like, be this way that she was trying to be in the book. Juniper has the life experience to be the way that she is.
0: 1000%. I yeah. mean, I I would be the same. Like, oh, no yeah. flux given, give it to me all We're going
1: to get into all that because just, oh,
0: well, Wow. Hallie,
1: trigger take warnings take us into
0: our trigger warnings and then we will get in.
1: Again, what I love at Harley, she does the work for me. <laughs> thank, um, God. <laughs> thank God. Thank um, God. This is straight from her book, um, before you get into it. And it says, this book contains drug use, loss slash death of family, scenes of trauma, anxiety, PTSD, mentions of suicide and domestic violence, depictions of hard kinky slash edge play. The activities depicted in this book are dangerous and are not intended to depict realistic expectations of sex, BDSM, or fetish-related activities. The kink slash fetishes within this book are knife play, gun play, body modification, including piercing and scarification, derogatory language slash degradation play, Vlogging, blood, public play, voyeurism, bondage, primal play. Woo! (laughs) Okay. Damn. All right, Taylor, are you ready to get in this book breakdown? Because I cannot wait any longer. All right, let's do it. Let's do this.
0: Okay, folks. So we start and we meet... Juniper chapter one. Again, this is a different point of view book. You're going to get Juniper and Zane are the two main characters. First, we start out with Juniper. She's kind of bringing up a little bit of her background. Um, her main thing is the woods, just like Ray. Um, her grandparents actually are the ones, mainly her grandfather, are the ones that gave her the warning about the woods and that if she ever heard her name be called, um, she needs to run. So th- that kind of gives you a little bit of, like, what's going on with her. Her mom is a deadbeat. And the next thing that we meet is that she's also friends with Victoria
1: Hadley. I was shocked by where this story was was going. I didn't, I know. I didn't think it was going to be that she was, like, 15 years old and, like, really close to the Hadley family. That's just not where I thought well, her story was going to go.
0: And we know all of this just with the Ray. BS and like how they brought her in, but it is, it's crazy because they, like, you don't realize how far these relationships have gone back. And when I was reading this again, I was like, fucking nugget, fucking nugget, fucking nugget. The
1: the books of all nuggets. (laughs) The
0: nugget. I already know what's going to happen, but here's the nugget. Um, but yeah, so we meet them. Um, we learn that Juniper's like super close with their family. Um, again, Juniper's mom's kind of like a deadbeat. I hate using that word, but she's just not no, really- she is.
1: She's an alcoholic. They live in a trailer. Her moms bring home, like brings home all these like guys that just suck. Like she's a horrible human being. Yeah. basically
0: and she's like in the beginning of this it's very internal monologue so i'm not trying to like skip through a lot of things but yes it's just uh the thought of her being in the woods she's not scared of it and then you know juniper's had to like cool. kind of
1: raise herself though i mean she has she's like in charge of getting herself to school she's 15 when we first meet her she's like drinking energy drinks for breakfast all she has laying around like she's definitely her own caretaker here she's always she late to school like Yeah, I mean, she's on her own pretty much. And we
0: learn basically that like the Hadley family like basically takes care of her. Um, You know, the mom has like bought her shoes because she had like holes in hers when she was younger as a kid, and like you know they make sure she has lunch money, dinner, blah blah blah. Which sounds so
1: nice until they're literally treating her like the pig. They're fattening up the pig for the slaughter. That's basically what they're doing here.
0: They are. So finally, when we get out of. Juniper's internal monologue just about her childhood. Um we meet her at school and she's kind of meeting at the lunch table with Victoria and of course Jeremiah is there and as typical he's a douchebag literally two pages in and he's explaining the story of the mine which we learned was the 1899 tragedy with the miners in the shaft. And there's these people that had to give their lives over to a God. So he's kind of just reiterating the story to a bunch of girls because, you know, he's just a fucking ladies man. He just thinks
1: it makes him so cool. He's the coolest.
0: (laughs) And... I thought at this point, Hallie, I don't know if you did. And I think it's just because I read the first book and I was having a really hard time, like, disassociating. But he literally is a fucking psychopath. No,
1: literally. Like, he's a sociopath.
0: Like, what is about to happen after school? So there's this whole confrontation with Jeremiah. And (laughs) Victoria wants the car, okay? She's going to take the car after school. It's her turn, all right? She wants the Beamer. She wants the BMW. She's going to go. So finally, after an argument with Jeremiah... Um, Victoria and Juniper get the car. And they decide like every other fucking cool kid, they're gonna go trip acid in the woods.
1: <laughs> for the first time. For the first time.
0: And Juniper's school. like,
1: uh, maybe we should just like, I don't know, go to a friend's house or a hotel. And Victoria's like, nah, bitch, we're going to the creepy woods. <laughs> nah, we're going to What can go wrong? <laughs>
0: But I do love, like, once they get there. So they get there, everything. And Juniper and Victoria are having, like, the most, like, perfect trip ever. Yeah. Like, they're just listening to soft, like, music, vibing, staring at the trees. And Juniper's like, I love this. And Victoria's like, nah, bitch. Let's go on a fucking exploration. (laughs) Let's walk. (laughs) Let's take a walk together. So... Juniper, like, reluctantly is like, okay, I don't really want to, but Victoria's like, come on. Victoria's, like,
1: dragging her ass. Which makes me
0: think that she didn't even drop acid. She's just, like, being there while Juniper does.
1: I agree. I completely agree. Harley
0: doesn't say it, but that's what I think happens. And they start walking, and we, as you guys remember, the White Pine area, that's where they are in the woods, And they get close to St. Thaddeus Church, which, if you know before, with the past nuggets, (laughs) it's not a great place. (laughs) Just saying, it's not. (laughs) So, again, Juniper has a real bad fucking feeling about what's about to happen. And Victoria's like, come on, bitch, let's go. Let's go explore. And I love how
1: Juniper's like... Look, I don't like to believe in these like old, old God myths, but I do know that when I'm tripping acid, I don't want to be in this spooky, creepy church with the myths of the old God. Like It's literally the vice versa of
0: Ray. We don't want to be in the spooky, creepy church with a yeah. super, super creepy fucking book. We want to be tripping acid watching the trees. Okay, that's yeah. where I want to be. Right? Ray, Ray,
1: Ray was supposed to be Victoria's friend, clearly. <laughs> sure, <laughs> why not? Well, spooky, creepy church, sign me the fuck up. waiting on you to bring me here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go get my, my blog equipment real quick, though. <laughs> so <laughs> Victoria's like, come on, come on. It was so it's fucking so creepy.
0: Sick. It's so sick. I, op- wait, I have
1: to pause. We Go have ahead. to we have to make something clear. We, we're issuing a statement here. We are revoking all sympathy that we had in episode one for Victoria. She deserved everything she got and then some. Okay. She's a
0: fucking bitch.
1: Like she had a me tricked. Bitch. She had me tricked. I was in here like sympathetic on episode one. Like, like oh, oh, she shouldn't have died. She shouldn't have died. Like, could you imagine being raised like that? No. Fuck no this bitch. No. Fuck
0: this bitch. And we will talk about it later on because I outline it. I have a I'm gonna digress, but I have a fuck fucking this bitch. paragraph on fuck Victoria. But it's I fucking. cannot
1: wait for your rant.
0: <laughs> fuck, I hate this girl. So she gets dragged into this church, basically. Victoria like opens up the doors is like pulling her in and she says she wants to show her something cool well it's not fucking cool because it's a sacrifice for her so they walk in and juniper is like what the fuck is going on she i just want you to imagine hallie you walk into this old abandoned church doors open there are fucking a bunch of people in white stag masks (laughs) bless you sorry and on top of the white stag masks. You're tripping acid, and there's so like a
1: fire. There's a fire going in the middle of the church, going,
0: and then you see Kent Hadley, Jeremiah, all these people just staring. His wife, Walter,
1: Everly, Everly's mom, Heidi, that we that we met yes. um, before, but like she's now there, and the mom is there. And so, what made me like feel sick here was that she knew the people in the church like it was her history teacher miss kathy that's what i have in her
0: motherfucking note. miss kathy the man mark from the gas station i'm like these fucking people like oh i hate you
1: you can never trust the rednecks we know you're a redneck
0: (laughs) you can't trust us we
1: down you can never trust miss kathy (laughs)
0: not Miss Kathy, damn it.
1: There's a reason why she was scurrying away from Ray. And I mean, she
0: does. Like, I have it in my notes. I'm like, she sees a bunch of people from town in the pews, and she's like, the fuck? And then the, like, Hadley family's up at the altar, like we said, and it's Kent, Jeremiah, Victoria, Meredith, who – and we never got this full explanation in her Soul to Take, so I just want to outline this. This is juicy
1: shit right here. Yeah,
0: so everyone gets what's going on. So, like, (sighs) Kent, Jeremiah, Victoria, Meredith, who is – Kent Hadley's wife and the mother of Jeremiah and Victoria. Just have to make that clear. Then we meet Heidi. I said Laverne.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I said okay. Heidi. Yeah, fuck Heidi that Laverne. Bitch. Fuck that bitch. I don't even care. I don't even I care. her last name.
0: You can't say fuck that bitch just yet. But hey, whatever. Right. Whatever. Who is Kent's mistress? Everly's mom and Everly is up there in the corner.
1: And Heidi was his secretary at the historical society. They claim that Heidi was, like, too off her rocker to take care of Everly, which is why the Hadley was taking care of her. Yet she still works at the Historical Society with them. Exactly. It's fucking weird. Which, like,
0: we learn more later. But I can't wait to dive into that storyline in book three. I, I want, cannot wait. I want to know all the juice.
1: Oh. I just can't. Oh. Real Housewives of Able, bring it to me. I Come need on. It. <laughs>
0: Where's Andy? Andy's R-H. going. Rh.
1: <laughs> Oh, yeah. wait. <laughs> took me a second. <laughs> Somebody Roma. get Andy Cohen on the line. <laughs> Think <laughs> of that family reunion. Woo, that'll be a doozy. I would love it. Half of them aren't alive, but here yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The God makes an appearance <laughs> on Bravo. <laughs> Holy fuck. God, I'm dying. Okay,
0: so in this, Kent is like creepy as fuck. And he takes Juniper and he starts to begin the sacrifice and she's fighting them off. Like she's not having this, which is like, fuck yeah, Juniper, for fuck these fucking people. And she is like calling them out being like, I know you, I know you.
1: Yeah. Like she's- I'm going to tell everyone what you did.
0: Yep. <sighs> and it's just like, All of these things are just ridiculous in itself. Because if you take into, like, knowledge of how much they've groomed her, which I hate. Yep. I hate that they've groomed her for so many years as people they can trust. And then here they are doing this. So, in the end, she's not strong enough. She gets laid up on the altar. And they have her strapped down. And Kent starts carving the symbols that were also carved in the beginning, like Marcus. And like Ray. Yeah. Into her chest. So you know, the sacrifice has started and what's even creepier. Cause we didn't get these things in her soul to take is he has all these like things they need to repeat after him. Yeah. And they're like, who is this? And it's like, it is Juniper kinds, which is yeah. just like, Oh, I hate them all. So she like begs them to stop. And, which I think is so fucking stupid. Kent is like, this is the time to have a fucking monologue. Let's let's dive into the story about the ancestors in the mines. Because all of you are not fucking aware. So let's start. So he gets into it. We learn again that she is a part of the Blessed Three. One one of her ancestors uh, bargained their soul to the god in order to survive the mines. And all of that honestly it doesn't matter because Yeah, like a-
1: six generations have passed and that's why it's happening now. It was like yes. part of the oath. Like six generations have to go by and then the oath must be filled. Three lives spared, now three souls are to be given. And that's why now they've started now of all time. Now they're starting these sacrifices.
0: All of the times. Yeah, Let's just all, the times. All, all the times. All the time. times. All the times. So cuts are made. She begs Victoria Before being thrown down the shaft. Like, Victoria's- Fuck this bitch. Victoria, I only have to make a big deal about this, because she's, like, the last person she sees and, like, begs. Is, like, please do not let them do this. And then they shove her down into the dark.
1: Yep. Bum, bum, bum. I just, like, this is terrifying. Like, it's so terrifying that at one point she blacks out because her mind- Like, she calls, like, a a protective void that her her mind, like, takes her to, which is- very common in, in trauma situations she like loses consciousness at one point like that's how horrible this is not only that in itself she's tripping on acid while doing this i wouldn't be okay <laughs> I, I would say. have a heart attack i think and like actually die i
0: have had that happen without
1: <laughs> without the without the, the
0: sacrificial ceremony i've not thank been god <laughs> Thank
1: God, Hallie's like, Thank oh god. my god.
0: I'm just opening up here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Show me your scars. <laughs> here it is. Trauma yeah. bonding. Yeah. So Yeah, it's just, it's horrible. Absolutely it, horrible.
0: It's just not, it's not what you would imagine. As friends. Oh my god, it pisses me off at their buddies. Whatever. So we jump to three years later and we meet
1: Zane. Oh, my fucking daddy. Jesus Christ, this man demon is perfect. 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 Oh,
0: he's so good. He's the best. Ooh, I can't. Okay. Like, I will continue to just like fan
1: about him like continuously. So he's a perfect person. Yeah. Literally.
0: And I think he's the perfect man because he's had about 17 million years on earth. <laughs> so Correct. Like, if only my husband had 17 million Correct. years on this
1: earth. And his maturity me. level is still that of like a 22 year old. So yeah. that, that tells you a lot about men. And he's an ablom
0: and um at the time he's kind of like explaining how ablam is like a mecca for magical beings creatures and demons and it's just something that like attracts them there um demons in themselves are very much attracted to kind of these power sources is how he explains it is that that ablam is just a power source of anything magical. I'm like, I'm like going well, around his, it. it he but... goes
1: on to say like, Abram like hell was built on a foundation of magic and memories. Exactly. And I love how he continues. Like one of, I think this is like one of my top quotes of the book, but he goes on to this about how Abram is so much like hell because of these reasons and why like these gods and demons are now here. And then we get some backstory about how gods and demons never gotten along because demons had taken hell back from them. And then the gods ended up on earth weak and asleep. And then he goes in this whole, like, with his view on humans and how he goes, humans and gods are a bad combination. Give a human knowledge and he thinks he's wise. Give a human magic, he thinks he's strong. Give a human religion and he thinks he's right.
0: So he's with Leon and he's cleaning up his wounds from whatever we can assume that, like, Kent has done. And we learn kind of more that there's some background to this, that the girl that escaped from the shaft has been let out from like a mental institution or kind of like a rehab situation. And immediately on her first day out, she tries to go and kill Victoria.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: it's a nugget and it's Juniper. If you weren't paying attention. Um, yeah. So Leon was this
1: attacked. bitch. Let's just, let's just drop our head on right here. Okay. This bitch climbs her ass out of a mine shaft. Then goes and takes three days to go find Victoria's ass to slit her throat. What's up? And then winds up in a mental ward for three years. And now the bitch is out. And it's just like, this, you do not want to fuck with this bitch. No, you don't. You do not want to fuck with this bitch. Juniper is the bitch. But right. I love how like Zayn hears this story from Leon and he's like instantly drawn to her. Because yeah. he is just fascinated by what he calls oddities. Which is just. And ugh. He goes, from cursed places come cursed humans. I was fascinated with them. Humans who had been broken and survived. Humans who had just turned out wrong. I like to hunt oddities. Souls with a heavy history and heavier scars. They fought the hardest, and that made it even sweeter when they eventually became mine. Dun, dun, dun! So we know where this is going.
0: We shall do. So, like Hallie said, Zane is amazed that a 15-year-old girl was able to escape the shaft and Leon. Which is even a bigger thing. Like, on top of her getting out of this, like, probably 50 to 100-foot shaft, she escapes another a demon.
1: Yeah, who's, like, hunting to- her ass.
0: Yes. So, after he kind of cleans up Leon's wounds, Leon rests and, like, passes out immediately. And Zane realizes that... Like something in the air is like tingling, like something's up. Like before, when we were talking about when Leon dropped Marcus's body, he felt a change in the woods. This is basically Zane's change in the woods. And he has a strong scent of like eld beasts in the area, which we know from the last book. Eld beasts are attracted to pain, torture, magic, blood. That's their, they're like kind of these just workers for the gods.
1: And they're um, out to get juniper, basically. Yeah. Now they all know juniper's gone. So they are hunting around.
0: And he thinks that, like, the girl probably won't survive the night knowing that she's out. Um, he goes outside. He's like, going to light a joint, which I love. I just love it. They're like, we don't have cigarettes. We got joints. And as he's walking, the smells and the tingling lead him to this 24 7 diner. And as he walks in, he notices that the uh, blah, blah, blah. he notices that the diner is full of like younger soul hunters, which are basically just like younger demons. And he sits down and he gets a cup of coffee. And
1: Wait, I also love that when he walks in and he sees these other little bitches, he's like, "I'm the soul hunter," and like apparently has a certain reputation. It's a big deal. And he's a big deal. And I'm like, just picture this fucking hot-ass demon. Like, his dick is fucking swinging in this diner, okay? Like, he's walking in. He created big dick energy. Big Big demon dick energy. This is big right now. Big demon energy. B-double-D-E, okay? (laughs) Dick dick energy. double That is this man. He's a bad fucking bitch. He is.
0: So, as he sits down and gets his cup of coffee... The waiter who takes his order is also like noticing there's like something up. He's hearing like howling in the night, and then literally, boom! In (laughs) like it's like that quick. It's like bang! You hear the doors, (laughs) and Juniper's here, and she's like covered. Mud and blood and Zane immediately notices that she's been fighting Elbeats and he's like, "What's up, bitch? Like you a bad girl?" And there the she wa- is. And the waiter realizes who she is as well, and then like kind of like hassles her about um, trying to kill Victoria earlier. And he's like, "You need to get out of here." And Juniper's like, "I don't have time for it." She goes and locks
1: herself in the bathroom. I love when she's like mumbling and he's like, "Oh my God, you're Juniper kind You killed that girl." And she's like, "She tried to kill me first And Zane's like. <laughs> Yeah,
0: bitch. <laughs> like, she did. You that's right. That's my bitch. Yeah, that's yeah. My girl. You ain't even my girl, but you
1: my girl. You my girl.
0: So, Juniper's like, whatever with this. She locks herself in the bathroom. And this like s- small moment, like all the demons and whatever other creatures are in the diner are like on edge. Like they've noticed she's here. They are aware and they kind of talk about it later. But when there's like a soul in agony, Demons are very heightened to it because they think they'll be ready to make a deal.
1: And they know that she's covered in eld blood because they can smell it. And so it's a lot easier whenever they don't have to like convince someone like that they're real. Because you know what an eld beast is? You know what like demons is you are. You know there's shit going okay. on.
0: So she Ooh. walks out.
1: I love this part. This
0: is my favorite fucking scene. Probably this book. And literally we are in chapter two and it's. So I good. love this. So she walks out. Zane is like very fascinated with her and kind of mumbles to her for the first time about being a little wolf.
1: So uh, it's kind of this thing that like, continues. I'm just, like crying. I just love it so much.
0: And she just demands food from the waiter and she's like just give me some food. put some shit in the bag. I've got to go. And that she like needs to leave, but the waiter is like no, you need to leave. I'm going to call the cops. Immediately when he says this, Juniper pulls out a pistol and is like, "Sup?" and just points it at this waiters head takes her other hand points a knife at zane and is like don't fucking say anything
1: and zane's like arms up and it's like looking at her like i'm good bitch you got it you the winner. I, but i really want to watch what you gonna do now
0: what are you gonna do i'm intrigued so and she says like don't do anything funny yeah <laughs> i love he's like my bitch, I'm good. I'm not gonna do nothing. Don't worry. So she sends the waiter back. The waiter's like, "All right, I'll get you some food." And Zane's like, "You know he's gonna call the cops, you dumbass." And she's I like, "I love this." Oh fuck! Oh, so God. she like, hops over the counter, gets some fucking like crack or some oysters, crackers, crackers. crackers and some cookies. She's like, "I'm out of here." Stuffs in her bag, rolls. Not even a step later, all of the younger demons, soul hunter creature things, walk
1: out and follow her. They on her ass. They all want her.
0: And Zane is like, "Um, all right, I'm a treat." And Zane's like, mm, "I want this one. Sorry, bye." You can't have her. So he basically flexes on him. It's like, nah,
1: hard, like demon flex.
0: Oh, he like comes out with his like his claws, and he's full black veiny, his molten eyes. He's like, "This one's he's mine." Like
1: manipulating like the ether around him. Yeah, he's like making them mine. mine. <laughs> She's don't back <laughs> up, and they're
0: like, "All right, all right, damn, I." Right, So he catches up with her and he warns her about the elk beasts. Like, it's kind of like in this pokey fun way. Like she like is walking in the middle of the street, elder following her in the trees. And he's like, well, you know, you got to shoot him in the head. And she's like, who the fuck
1: are you? (laughs) (laughs) Whoa,
0: (laughs) not it. So she pulls out her pistol on him. And, is like, nah, fam, shoots him in the shoulder. Like, this isn't even a blink in the book. Like, she's like, who the fuck are you? He's like, you need to shoot him in the head. And she's like, boom,
1: okay. And he's like, my, my, so flirtatious. (laughs) Yeah,
0: don't Do that again,
1: Juniper, and I might think you want to play deceased, dead,
0: deceased. (laughs) And she realizes that he isn't human.
1: And basically he says, you know,
0: stay alive, little wolf. I want to play some more.
1: Yeah, like someday, little wolf. I don't want anything now, but someday, little wolf, I may want everything. Ugh.
0: And that he loves a fighter and she needs to stay alive and then tells her to run.
1: And then, and then continues to hunt the eld beast because he goes, but I'd hold them back at least for tonight. May as, well, may as well give the little wolf a fighting chance. Swoon. Fucking swoon. This is the most romantic thing ever, okay? Like, I don't care. This is fucking romance.
0: In the beginning, it's like already lovers of sense <sighs> give her a moment. Fuck yeah. God. So in reality, though, the hunt starts for Zane. Like this oh, is it's like on the hunter and the prey. This is how he likes to do things. So he continues. So then we jump into Junior's been, junior has been Junor. All Junor. All <laughs> Junor. All Juniper's been running for now at this point, three years and at this point like she is just completely taken in to like I, I just keep calling it like the dark side like she is basically pickpocketing murdering stealing staying hustling she people in the
1: bar like yeah
0: she's like a pool shark she's doing anything to make money just anything to survive and then anything to be able to move on to the next place because for this whole three years lbs have been following her she talks about like how in new york city they were big rats and in other places like they like when she was in new orleans they were like crocodile looking creatures so basically these eld
1: beasts are like adapting to keep her on her feet and i love that aspect of this like magical Me world too. she added in this book of like oh they change oh i keep you on your toes
0: junior uh,
1: <laughs> yeah she's basically in she only lives she like reminisces how she you know basically when all this stuff happened to her It changed her. And she realized that like manners, morals, culture, friends, family, they're all fake. That's what she believes now. They're just things that we cling to, to make existence bearable, but she had all that ripped away. And so now the only thing that she has left is survival. And that's how she lives her life. Like you said, like she's, that's what she's doing. And I love how Harley like writes, like survival is messy. It has no morals or kindness. Survival is in black and white. Survival is shades of red. It's blood taken and blood lost. And that's how she lives her life now. Like she – rule book is out the window.
0: She's very much eye for an eye. Like, yes. Like it does not matter. I'm going to do what I can. It's me and mines. Fuck you.
1: Yeah. If you get in my way.
0: So we end up in a bar and she's doing her pool shark shit where she'll win some money. And um, she pisses off that guy that she's playing pool with. And he slaps her. And then she shoots him in the head.
1: I love a good bar fight, <laughs> you
0: know? And I've, I've been in quite a few myself. <laughs> <I think> I've <laughs> broken a bottle on the side of the bar. and been like, let's go. Um,
1: we've, we've had a, quite a couple bar fights in the where you and Steven were bartending. So, <laughs> And here I am coming over the bar. That's my yeah. friend. <laughs> Steven has his, has his uh, math book, like beating people <laughs> off of us. Never forget Never forget. Never forget the fucking, no, it was
0: his engineering textbook because he was doing homework during happy hour. And then here are our friends. Here they we come, come in. <laughs> it's probably about 10 o'clock. It's wee hours. Oh, it's early. It's, it's early. wee hours. And our friends decided to get in a fight. And here comes Steven and I over the bar. Get off our friends. <laughs> get
1: off our These friends. bitches <laughs> back with the textbook with his man bun
0: (laughs) jesus christ yes my husband did have a man bun in college it was
1: great and that's more on Hallie and taylor (laughs) and
0: welcome to a get get to know you special yay so back to the story she blows this guy's head off basically with her shotgun and she gets in a fight people start swarming her and she's like almost out of the bar and someone catches her like one of the people a part of this fight catch her by the ankle and then she realizes someone pushes them off and protects her and they run outside. They
1: slit their throat.
0: Yeah he's like sink and that's that.
1: And there he is.
0: And as she's realizing that like someone has helped her fight off a few of the bar people and they're outside she takes a look at the guy's eyes. They are familiar honey brown eyes and. She doesn't waste a lot of time because she knows, like, the bar owner is after her. But, like, the yeah, things that
1: <laughs> they're coming back for
0: her. She's like, oh, shit, I can't stay here and stare at this magical, mesmerizing, beautiful man. But he's covered in tattoos, has snake bites, and then also has an eyebrow piercing. He is beautiful.
1: Um, I looked up snake bite piercings just to, like, make sure I had it right. You didn't know what it was? I, like, knew I had heard about it. And, like, I thought I knew. And I did Was I looked. But I just wanted like, to, like, make sure – like it I won't knew. be something
0: I ever have, but um, yeah.
1: but if if I wasn't married and I was still dating, and I saw someone with snake bites, now I would be like, "Fuck yes, yes you better be a fucking hot demon." <laughs> that would be no, no. no. You ready? You ready for it? No, I could do it.
0: It is hot, I will say. But Especially also, like, how I'm do
1: you not remember the demon you met that said he was going to find you in a few years? Like bullshit, you would remember him.
0: Okay, because he's in his demon form. I give her the benefit now. No, of not help. at this point. No, not right now. But I'm talking about prior.
1: No, he was normal, and then when he was trying to get her to run from him, then he transformed in front of her. Oh, you're right. But no, like I, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, man, she's been through a I lot don't know of how shit. I just don't remember the one demon that told you he's going to find your ass. And it's like, huh? Ah, huh? Ah. I think it's because oh, she has okay. a, you know a blood is. level
0: constant of whiskey and probably oh, not remember true. how she fucking was. The up. adrenaline
1: was pumping. She just shot five people. Who are you? <laughs> who are you? True, true, so, true. OK. Doesn't have
0: a lot of time to waste. Sees all the beautiful things about him. She gets in her Jeep, and she speeds off. Skirt, she, skirt,
1: skirt. Yeah. She literally Bye. is like, I'm out. Bye. i also love how the first thing um zane says to her after he like slits his guy's throat he's like he picks her up and goes you good and it's like excuse me who are you no i'm you? not good
0: i just shot a bunch of people <laughs> you just slit his throat <laughs> i just watched death in front of me no yeah you good no i'm not good i would not be <laughs> so gets in her Jeep. She's driving down. I love the way she drives. And I just have to mention this. She's always got her window down. She's got the music up. She's all, you know, she's like, I made it out of there. Woohoo. Carefree. Very carefree. Just wherever the fucking wind takes her. All of a sudden, rammed in the side of the Jeep. Just pop. (laughs) And she's like, holy fuck. She swerves. She's like, she's like kind of looking around as she stops. Do I see anything? No. So she's like, maybe it was a deer. Maybe a deer hit me. All of these things. No, bitch. It's a fucking eld beast.
1: Crocodile eld. That is fucked up. a
0: crocodile eld. That is fucked up. she gets out. She realizes it is a crocodile eld beast. And that she's basically been running for these things for years, like we talked about, in all these different cities. And she gets into an all-out brawl with this motherfucking eld beast. I mean, he he or she genderless eld it. <laughs> it, genderless eld i'm sorry it is like you know knocking her on her back she's really fighting back meanwhile zayn is fucking watching which is my favorite we don't learn this but he's like no nah, let me do let me just let you take to handle that so she ends up killing the eld and then here pipes up zayn Oh, you can hold you can hold your own how I cute you. <laughs> and they have like Basically a ton of Banner back and forth, which is awesome. And he's just goading her the whole time and talking to her about, like, how she's killing and running. And it's almost like this respect back and forth, though, because he's, like, he acknowledges how much she's ran, how much she's done, how much she's
1: killed. And he, like you said, like, he gives her this, which I think is, like, one of the biggest compliments he could give her when he's, like, asking her or she's asking him, like, She's like, I'm from Washington. And he says, oh, I have a friend there, and you're a lot like him. And she's like, how? And then he goes through and, like, describes Leon, you know, being angry and bitter and a little murderous. And to me, like, that is him giving her, like, one of the biggest compliments because we know how much he loves and, like, respects Leon and the way that he is. And then I love how she's, like there's really nothing more like a hate fuck, is there? And he's like, no, there really isn't. And I'm just like, I love you. <laughs> he's like, the flirting is so
0: hot. I will also say, we finally figured out where Ablam is. It's in Washington State.
1: It definitely is. I had that highlighted. We were, we were right. We were right.
0: I had that highlighted, and I was like, fuck yeah, we finally know. <laughs> we're not stupid.
1: We, we like, confirmed.
0: <laughs> so it's here. And he is like, let's cut the tension and offers her. Smoke. He's like, "Hey, you want to smoke some marijuana?"
1: And she's She's like, like, "Fuck yeah, let's do it."
0: She's like, "I need this, so let's go." After the
1: shit I've been through,
0: and but before she agrees, she's like, trying to get me out in the dark alone, pretty boy, (laughs) and I love because he's gonna take
1: her to the bayou.
0: (laughs) He's gonna take her down to the bayou. Bayou. (laughs) So they sit down and they they drive, they walk a little bit, like up to the bayou shore, whatever. I'm not. I mean, we've been to the bayou, but I don't think I've ever been on a bayou. Have you? I mean, not, not in the sense they are, no. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> no I, I have not. I didn't
0: know if you've been to a muddy creek side. I've been,
1: yeah, for sure. But not like, not like this, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but like, would I with him? Yes. Yes, you could take me anywhere. After what's about to happen, yes.
0: So they sit down, share a joint in the bayou, and they basically just kind of like ask familiarities. Like, your name, where are you from, Zayn. L- let's her know that he's from hell. And he kind of like skips over it. And she's like, What the fuck?
1: <laughs> like, she's like, like, Oh, is it too hot down there? <laughs> yeah.
0: But she's also like, Haha, Maybe he's kidding. Like, she's still, he's normal boy. <laughs> normal boy to almost a sense. And obviously, like, the sexual tension is there. And as they go, he is basically like, Are you just waiting for me to take advantage of you? And she's all, Why don't you find out?
1: She is the one that starts this. She asks him, and she's checking out his dick, you're really not going to make a move, are you? And then he says, why? Are you just waiting for me to take advantage of you? And she says, why don't you find out? This ah. bitch wants the fucking dick, and I respect it. I and respect you. it. And it, I also
0: respect that, like, Zayn doesn't hesitate. Like, he's like, I'm going to give <sighs> it to her.
1: So, this is God. Oh my God. I'm going to melt before we even like this. (laughs) I'm just going to melt. I'm going to die.
0: So, he crouches beside her, and Juniper immediately asks if he's scared
1: and points her shotgun at his head. Points the gun at him. And he's. Why is pulling a gun on him so fucking hot?
0: Well, because of later things, what happens with a gun. But we don't know that yet. But in this moment, I'm just like, why is that hot? I mean, it's come here.
1: Bring your shot. <laughs> Johnny, get in here, boy. He would be like, you're going to the mental ward now. He'd be like, you're done. <laughs> you're done. And that is not done. gun safety.
0: <laughs> you're done. This is not what the fucking Tennessee hunting license does not permit it.
1: It is revoked.
0: <laughs> not what we do. So he's like, I can play your game, bitch. Grabs her ankle and yanks her underneath him. Oh, Jesus Christ. At this point, she has a better time to like notice his tattoos and his piercings and like his snake bites and kind of just like his whole muscular form and he's big and it's beautiful. And he asked her, he asked her if she is ready to pay the consequences of what she said.
1: I'm going to die. Don't. I'm not going to make it.
0: Don't.
1: Honestly, I'm not going to
0: make it. Estimate this motherfucking man, Juniper. So, from the start, Juniper is like sassy with Jane and she's like, please don't, Jane, I am, holy shit, this is wow. not going to, Juniper Zane, Jane, Junior. I don't <laughs> know what's going on with me.
1: Roll with it, roll with me people. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Work with me.
0: <laughs> she's
1: all, please don't hurt me mister, I'm just an innocent girl. The naughty girl who needs to be punished by the uh, women, the role is playing favorite. is making my fucking life, okay?
0: So, we learn at this point, kind of in Juniper's inner monologue, that, like, the pain, the chase, and all these things are her kink. And she says, it's strange to be haunted by dreams of pain and death, only to wake up and desperately seek the same things. Monsters were real, and gods were evil. So, the world was always already going to hell, regardless of my
1: weird sexual turn-ons. Fucking amen, Juniper. I love this explanation of sorts that Harley gives of this kink and i feel like it can be relatable for other trauma survivors and those that just like to naturally push their boundaries of like their mind and their bodies like this makes sense to me like yes this it was makes so sense. good and, and this
0: is like the things that like when she was talking about ray and things like that this this wraps it up and i'm telling you guys this book is beautifully written it's beautiful so, we're not doing great because we're like drunk and just no, I'm just trying
1: not to like combust on camera with
0: you. <laughs> <right now>. <laughs> <laughs> so Zane is like, All right, baby girl. He starts to finger her and lets her almost orgasm, though. Like he doesn't let her do it all the way. And he, he- calls
1: her a sick little slut at one point. And I'm just going to say, if someone ever calls me a sick little slut, I'm dead. I'm deceased. I'm dead.
0: Please. Dead. You know how I feel about dead. So, like, maybe not, but.
1: <laughs> no, like, I'm just like, ah. Uh, I'm deceased. I'm just done.
0: I don't even imagine, like, in my life um, that happening. But if it did, it would be a moment of, huh, well, maybe. maybe I, I love dad. how she,
1: too, like, he calls her these things, and then she's like, if he said this to me back at the bar, I would have slapped him. But, like, now it's just. I'm into it. Hello. And I'm like, that is relatable. If Sean told me, like, me doing the dishes and pulled the shit out of his back pocket, I would be like, shut the fuck up.
0: You dirty mother's and play, I'm
1: here for it. I'm done. I'm a
0: goner. I'm trying to do business. I'm trying to wash these dishes in my yellow gloves. Whatever, whatever you need, honey. Suds in the bucket and the clothes <laughs> hanging out on the line. And take a drink. Because <laughs> that's that's really what it is. Whew. Okay. So he pulls out his fingers to taste and then makes her gag on – His fingers. So he puts it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. The one finger lick, two finger lick. He shoves them down in her throat and makes her gag on them. And then he flips her over. And I just like have to remind everyone that they're like on the bank of a swamp. So like her face is in the dirt. She is down in the dirt. She's a dirty girl. And he drags his nails across her back, which like I don't know what it (sighs) is these demon fucking nails <laughs> like that in itself makes it i don't care what you do like the flipping over fingering whatever the like light t- move along the like light touches <laughs> oh my god and i could just like imagine i can imagine the goosebumps okay <sighs> so they're on a swamp she's face down in the dirt and zane lets her know that he's going to wreck this pussy
1: um i don't oh my god i can't like i'm gonna It makes me mad that like, this isn't like my life. Like it makes me so upset. It just ruins me. Like it just uh it makes me mad. It makes me mad that like this isn't happening in my life. That You're not getting your so face mad.
0: slammed into the dirt.
1: I don't even care. Judd, take Hallie hunting and slam her into the dirt. I know, like I could totally have this fantasy come to life, honestly. You like, totally could. We <laughs> you. Like, you live out in the middle of the woods, like come on. And it's like you no know, it's not the same. <laughs> my uh, husband
0: I just
1: is listening want to cry. My husband is listening to us podcast, and he just goes, Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeehaw! Uh, if a man tells me he is going to wreck my little pussy with that much confidence, I'm marrying him right then and there. Divorcing Sean, call the priest, call Satan. I don't care. It's happening in the body. It's done. It's done. It's done. So done. her. Of course, we
0: keep this going in the book, though, because she is so, I can't, I wish you guys could see Hallie right now. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, God. But this sass continues with Juniper, and she's like, I've heard that one before. I'll see if you follow through. And, bitch, does he fucking follow through? Zane slams into her, and then this is the moment that she realizes his pee-pee is a little different than
1: most. Wait, wait, wait. His response to that, I have to, I have to say ahead, this line. Go put it in. If... <clears throat> Oh, is that how it is, he chuckled? If I don't follow through, feel free to shoot me in the fucking head because frankly, I deserve it if you get up with that bitchy mouth of yours, still capable of speech. Can we just, I want that line framed in my house somewhere. Capable
0: of speech.
1: I deserve it if you get up with that bitchy mouth of yours. Deceased, done, done. I think it's cause Hallie has a bitchy mouth. Attention like, preference. if I ever questioned that I had a degradation kink, Harley has fully confirmed it. There is no question in my mind now. That this is for you. This is for me. Yeah. Like, bitchy mouth of yours. Is oh, this for real? My Is this for you?
0: Is this your crocodile? Is that
1: your crocodile? <laughs> <laughs> is that your crocodile?
0: really showing, showing our age there. But...
1: I'm After sorry, that, continue. I'm he sorry.
0: bites down into her shoulder, which again, I don't know what it is about the biting and the nails and the licking, and we'll get into it
1: more. No, we have a blood kink for sure.
0: Oh, it's me, 100%.
1: I didn't know I, I had I, it. I have it in my notes later on. Again, if I question my blood kink, Harley has confirmed that it's there. Please mark me. <laughs> Please. I'm not going to mark you, but I'll tell Steven to. Christmas is coming up. <laughs> Christmas the is here. Bring on the cheer. <laughs> I'm also into like scarification. I found out. Yeah. Love yeah. That. I
0: think like in a place I couldn't like no one else could see it and be my. I'm here for it. Little thing. Yeah.
1: I'm here for it. So all of it.
0: He bites down to her shoulder. He is on the verge of coming, and she wants to real, like see him in this. So she turns around and realizes that he is in his demon form with his. No, you
1: don't, bitch. Look away. Look <laughs> away. <laughs> you don't know what that is.
0: <laughs> in his with his molten gold eyes, his black veins, and sharp teeth. And her his claws gripping into her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I saw what he was, and I still
1: orgasm. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> did, honey. Yes, you did.
0: But like that doesn't last because she's like
1: like a second. Whoa! The f- is that? Whoa. <laughs> whoa,
0: whoa, whoa! Whoa! Nelly. <laughs> like, whoa! Like, I would be the same fucking way, Allie. I would be like, <laughs> I'm gonna pee my pants. Back oh. up what are you (laughs) and she out. i did not sign up for this i don't know (laughs) what you are (laughs) and she's like tell me what you are and then at that moment she realizes him and that she remembers him from before and that he looks a lot like what (laughs) has been chasing after her the night that the liberi tried to kill her
1: He's like, remember me for now, little wolf. Yeah. Remember me now, little wolf. Oh fuck. I'm
0: like, um, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, you've been hunting me for many years. So I'm coming back to you me. Mean, so so I'm coming, coming back, back to me now. <laughs> so of course she's she immediately he's like, what am I? And she's like, demon.
1: <laughs> I did my research. Unlike Ray. Ready to call the person that she's researching with and get their number. So she's, and then immediately she's like, you work for Kent,"
0: And he's like, no, I don't, but you're Juniper Kinds, the girl who got away, the sacrifice who wasn't, a soul that escaped from the god.
1: I also love how at this point he's like changing and like morphing his appearance and that he ends continued. up yeah, he ends up like being these different versions of himself and she sees that like He's been following her ass literally for three years, like right beside her. I, I think did. it's romantic. Like she's seen Most him in I people then stalkerish and creepy. No, I think it's romantic.
0: <laughs> but like that is what's so crazy that like I – we didn't get in the last book is that they really do do things to make sure that their prey is attracted to them. So he, when he did follow her, he did change into things to be around her, but enough that she would still notice him. Which I like, fucking loved it. I love it. So, romantic
1: as fuck somebody please come stalk me
0: sean, sean stalk me <laughs> sean stalk me more than you usually do
1: <laughs> Stalk me. we now. may live
0: together and sleep in the same bed
1: but if you could please i see you 24 7 but like can you be a little more creepy about Can't it Did you fucking imagine
0: if sean you were grocery shopping and sean had like the mustache sunglasses on and he was just like
1: following around <laughs> I would die. But, you know, I, I would die. Dead. I picture this ski mask from book one of Leon's ski mask. <laughs> and die. John's like, who? Huh? I would be
0: like, you dumbass. No, back off. He'd be the one doing like through the through the like mouth hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would be like, okay, you're rooting it. He would not dig it. You are rooting Seriously. the role playing, honey. So yes, Zayn lets her know that he has kept his eye on her. And that... The whole point of this is that he wants her. She asks him, "What do you want?" And he straight up goes, "You,
1: oh, take me
0: now, please. Now take me." So the deal is in place. Like he basically—I mean, they don't outline it, but you know, we know she knows that there's a deal <clears throat> in place for them to maybe do this again. Yeah, and, he says,
1: "Like I've made my intentions clear. Now it's your turn. And when you're sick of running, you come find me." Run. And then my favorite
0: part of this is she's like, she gets out of there. She fucking hauls ass. She's also like. What the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I don't make decisions like this. And she kind of zaps back into reality, rolls up to a CVS or a Walgreens, and she's like, bitch, I need the plan B. I don't need to be having yes. these demon babies. <laughs> yeah. She wakes from a text from her mom saying that Marcus is dead. And she, like, can't believe it. She doesn't understand. And that. Which, well, like,
1: fucking mom of the year award right over here. Like, her mom's like, randomly texts her after not speaking with her for X amount of years. It's like, Marcus is dead, period. Final don't come Sunday, home. Period. Don't, cause to c- don't come to cause any fucking problems, period. But, but we she also get this, wrong. Like, flashback of Marcus, too, here. Well,
0: that's what I was saying. So, before she's like, oh, I'm going to go home to Ablam, whatever. Gets a text message. And then we get a flashback to the hospital, which is the last time she saw Marcus. And she's in there. I think this is like a couple days after the whole um, Kent Hadley cult trying to be a sacrifice. And no it's after one, she
1: kills Victor tries to kill Victoria.
0: And no one like uh, believes her. Everyone's yeah. like, no, how could the Hadleys ever? Like, no, we could not, they could never do that. Yeah, her mom
1: like doesn't visit her ever and like just bitches about how much she's putting their family in debt with their hospital bills. Marcus has to sneak off away from his mother just to go see her the police don't believe her at all think that she was just tripping on acid and made up the whole thing which is so annoying because it's like yes like
0: i hate that she was on acid but like obviously victoria planned at that so like if something went wrong they would have something to fall back on like i get the whole evil master plan but it's still annoying and in this marcus when they're having this conversation she realizes that like marcus doesn't believe her either i know and like we learn later in the book that they're super close and all of these things but kind of kills her inside. So she after she receives the text messages, um, she basically realizes that Marcus like died in her place, that she knows that Kent did it. And we get back. Juniper is an ablom and she attends Marcus's funeral from afar. So she's kind of like back behind like in the trees a little bit. And she has a ton of guilt because she feels like she should have warned him, but she never did. She kind Which of. It's so
1: interesting that she never did. Yeah, but well, again, what... he was like thirteen, though. So I mean, did you really? Well, and go, she like, tried. Thirteen. Well, old?
0: I feel like she did try in the hospital, and he wasn't believing it.
1: Yeah, I don't I know. Mean, but
0: you're also thirteen, and like, what is he really gonna like?
1: Exactly. And yeah. I don't think she knew fully what was actually happening until she kind of got older and on her own and could like do her own research into it all. But make, still, she feels like, this, like, guilt.
0: And, like, make it make sense to herself. You right. know, because, like, her whole life changed.
1: Right. You know? I think she just, it's easy to think that, like, oh, it just, it's going to end with me and, like, whatever it was. And then she sees that it's not. And so, yeah, the funeral, Um, this scene was really, really fucking sad Um, for her. It really was,
0: and she stays at the grave till dark. Um, well, Ken
1: funeral. Hadley is at the fucking funeral. I know, which is just like fuck you, you stupid. It's fucking, so sick. The whole it Hadley is family sick. is there. Like the whole Hadley family. Ken's is there. like consoling her mother.
0: Sick. Fucking sick. Well, and it's like he, like I was ready for in the book for him to stand up and make a speech, like just because that's how fucking stupid he is. It's like then
1: she I, like then she like makes this um. In her inner monologue, which I had never thought about through all of this, even in book one when you like Marcus died, she goes on to say, um, she's like talking about her grief and then she says, but where Marcus had gone, no life, no love, no peace could wait for him there. And then you flash back to book one when Ray's like with the God and he's like telling her like, and he shows her what it would be like if she died in the hell that she would go to for him. And then you, like, read that part in the first book, and it's like, that's where Marcus is right now.
0: Yeah, and he's in this, like…
1: He's being tortured and has no peace.
0: Yeah, no. And it's, like, because it's for the rest of humanity, which is just… It's
1: it's so sick. Uh,
0: it's hard when you read the first book and come into the second book because everything is, like, making sense. And then… Like I will say, Holly and I did try to do a really good job of outlining this plot, but there's a ton of internal monologue and a ton of emotional things. And then as a reader, you go through these all these emotional things of jumping back to the first book to be like, oh, that's it. And then it hits you and you're like, oh, shit. Like at this part, like right here.
1: Yeah. And I think it just further goes to validate the level of rage and revenge that she has now towards the Hadleys and this guy. Like that line, that line alone about how her brother's Afterlife is like he didn't just die or get tortured or whatever. Like, he's now living in actual hell, not Leon and Zane's version of hell, like actual. I think we could probably consider real hell, and that just was like whoa for me. And she doesn't even know that. No, That's sad, sad <clears throat> but as like the reader, you're just like, oh fuck.
0: You really are. That's why we say read the first book before you come to this one. I mean, you could, you could definitely like read them as standalones. I think. I don't you- think
1: so though. I mean. The first one gives you, like, the bare bones of the story. I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess I'm just saying that because I've read both and, you know, I'm a bitch. So here it is. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) And I'm a bitch. So (laughs) that's that. Um, So she stays uh, till dark because she, like, waits for everyone to leave. And then she wants to make sure there's, like, no one else in the cemetery. And then she's going to have her moment with Marcus to say goodbye. And this flashback. So this is where her soul to take starts chapter one. She sees like a dark figure moving and then realizes that someone is digging up Marcus's grave. So she does not go to the grave and she just watches this happen. And at that point though, she knows that it's for the Hadleys. And this is when like, if she didn't have a vendetta, this is her fucking vendetta against the Hadleys. She's like, I want my brother. You guys are fucking assholes. Like I can't, so with all this, she's finally like she's fed up. She knows she needs help, and she texts Zane. So we jump into Zane's.
1: Oh, well, she beautiful. sees Leon taking the body.
0: Right. She doesn't know it's Leon though.
1: But we know. Yeah, yeah, the dark figure in the night. I just love that crossover moment.
0: I do too. I love a good crossover. That's what I'm saying. I wish I had chapter for chapter of how these like
1: tandem read. So,
0: so then. Zane gets a text from Juniper saying that she wants to talk. He's like, yes, and that she wants to make a deal. And he's like, time and place, baby girl. So they meet at this, like, old fisherman's bar, which is, like, outside of Avalon, like, a couple – I think they say, like, almost 50 miles out. So they're very – It's, like, two hours away. Yeah, they're very much away from town. And he – this is, like, where – she went as one of her first times in running, so she feels safe here, so she walks in. Well, he's already there, she walks
1: in, and she's drunk. She's piss-ass drunk. Zane's, Zane's interview, though, of him reminiscing on Juniper, he says one of my absolute favorite lines, and he says, I liked cute things, like to crush them and break them and see what would become of all the jagged little pieces. Perhaps my definition of cute was just a little different. Juniper kinds, for example, adorable, murderous, vicious, and bound to be mine. And then he like goes on, and you see that like he's a fucking simp for this bitch. Like oh already, he's honest. Like he'd waited for years for his little wolf to stop running, and I knew she would. A wolf needs a pack. A wolf can't hunt alone. And then he like continues to go on when she's walking in this bar, and she's like. She's beautiful and dangerous, my own little wolf, a beast in human form, a fragmented piece of destiny. I had that because I love it. This is a fucking sip. And then she walks in, it was like watching a storm pass over the fucking mountains. Write me some fucking poetry, Zane. Like, I'm fucking here for this.
0: I clung so I clung so hard to a fragmented, a fragmented piece of destiny. I was like, oh my God. God.
1: And he goes it's on so to like make that reference later on too. And every time he does, I highlight it. But how he like loves to like break things and destroy things like shattered glass and then cut himself on the edges of like this shattered glass. Oh my God, it's fucking beautiful. He is I'm so sorry, continue. No, it's fine. I appreciate if you add these little
0: details because just it is. It's important. Really passionate. I over think here. it's important for the beginning of the book because you have to understand yeah. his like level of just desire and respect mm-hmm. for her to then understand like what happens later. Like why he helps her, why he does these things, why he puts himself in the middle of danger, things like that. So yeah. While Zayn is reciting all these beautiful things about her it is in his inner monologue. Like,
1: literally lamenting poetry about this about this woman.
0: all Judy is drunk as shit.
1: <laughs> drunk as shit. And he's like, I don't blame her.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, here she is. So they sit down to discuss the deal. And basically the deal is.
1: He's like, you remember what I look like this time. I feel so special. <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't.
0: <laughs> She's like, I knew who I was meeting, bitch. You fucking asshole. Like, Fuck ooh, off. Eh. Here we are. And. Basically the deal outlines are they decide her soul to help her kill the Hadley family and get her revenge. And at this point, like she, I think it's just like drunk talk. She like opens up a little bit more about her background to him, like her dad, the cabin. um, And that's where she stayed, but she has like a ton of fond memories there with Marcus. And I think it's just like, she is having this moment of like, all these flashbacks, all these mem- memories, and then she just watched her brother get fucking dug up in a grave. Her mom's a fucking asshole. She realizes that her running and trying to escape all these things is like stopped, and now she's like, "This is my only chance." as a fucking demon. Let's go. Yeah, I did. So Zane's like, "All right, let's do this," and she's like, "All right, let's do it right now." And he's like, "No, no, no."
1: <laughs> Zane is like. I don't just want to make a deal. Like I want to have you. He wants, he goes in to say, your soul is a start. Your body will also be mine. Your pleasure, your pain, and your submission. Mine, in exchange, I'll um, help carry out this revenge for you. Which is not what demons normally do. So, I mean, again, you can just like see, like, there's something more to Juniper here for him. And then you get this. It's the thrill and the
0: chase. And he's finally got her. But he
1: wants more than just her soul. And she, when he, she hears the word submit, she's just like, I can't do that. And he's like, well, can't, different than won't. And she gets serious with him. And what she says here is why the next scene where they make their deal and all that craziness happens made so much sense to me. Um, she's like, you know, all I know how to do is fight. And he's like, well, then fight me all you want but just know in the end that you will be mine if you can bear it beg for mercy if you can't bear it beg for mercy we're you know we're demons we're cruel but we understand the concept of necessary mercies and i just love this like layer to juniper here and the fact that harley can write this scene where you have this really big emotional conversation undertones going on but it's also in the middle of this like witty comic hot banter i think says a lot about harley as a writer like She's writing this scene in such a funny, sexy, dark way the emotional undertones are so strong. They pull at your heartstrings and it's brilliant. The talent Harley has to write this way is just magical. Like a lot of authors attempt to do this, but they don't really get it right all the time. And Harley has like she has three different levels of this conversation going on at once.
0: Which I think like I don't. You know how a character always relate, like the author always relates himself to a character? I think Juniper is I agree. Harley. I I think, 100% agree. I think, there's, I think
1: there's just a little something there. I
0: think yeah. there's definitely a piece of Harley and Juniper, which makes it yeah. so fun. And I just loved how
1: Zayn saw that and Zayn immediately was just like, okay, well, you can still fight me and do it your own way. You can have that control of it. And I think Zayn is Harley's husband. I'm just saying, I'm just here for it. You don't have to believe me, but
0: I think that's maybe it.
1: I mean, it definitely has to pull from, like, something.
0: There's something. You know. You know. Yeah. I'm not saying trauma in the woods, but I'm just saying.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, he, like, goes on and Zane's like, it's a big decision. Like, you should think it over. Um, You say you're not afraid of pain, but I think you've forgotten how to feel it. And she fucking schools his ass. And she – because he's like – they hurt you once. You decided you would never feel pain again, didn't you? If you can't feel it, then you won't fear it. And she smiles at him, which is almost, but not quite. They hurt me once. So I decided pain can't hurt me anymore. I decided pain feels really damn good. Pain keeps me going. Sometimes pain is the only thing that reminds me I'm alive. This, made, so me it's, it's this made me tear up. This made me tear up. We're in chapter seven. and like, This is whenever I was just like, I'm emotionally gone Like for this bitch. I will ride or die for some juniper kinds in my life. She's no. amazing. She's so
0: real. And it's like, yes. Like it, and it's hard with characters when you get to a point in this and they like show their emotional vulnerability that you have to be like, I'm either gonna accept it or love it. But if you've gone through anything in your own life, it's like, oh God. And it's not on this, but it's just like Harley does. She does a great way of helping you relate to trauma in yes. any way, shape, or form. It's so good. Yes. So not to take us out of this beautiful conversation, but Zane lays out the details for the deal,
1: and Zane's like, "Meet me in the forest, bitch." Yes, he he's
0: like, "Let's go to the woods."
1: She's like, "Why?" Because out there, no one can hear you scream. Okay, into the thick of it. Okay, into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. And scream.
0: And scream. Um, <laughs> We're, We're
1: going to the woods. We push yeah she's like i need this to do my thing i'm gonna go meet zane she's got some ptsd coming up in this woods too and she's on her way out there
0: well it's with a knife so he asks her before they get started to everything he says that he she needs to repeat the deal after him and Basically, As
1: he's carving into her.
0: As he's Hot. carving into her. Hot. and And she offers her soul and basically says, soul and my body to use as you please unless you would cause me harm beyond what I want. So there's like, she says a bunch of other stuff, but I'm just cutting it short so you get to this little bit. And that the deal has to be signed in blood. And then this is where she has the PTSD drama. And he has a blade of ether. Hallie, have you ever… But like casual, either. and he's like, "Oh, have you never seen this before?" Like casual. She's like, "No, I've no never fucking, fucking
1: Zane. I've never God. fucking seen this
0: before." And that she's he or she, like it doesn't matter who marks it, but his name has to be in her skin, and it's not Zane. It's whatever his demon name is, right? So we learned that Juniper has PTSD, obviously from the whole Kent Hadley thing with a knife and being carved into her and that she wants control, but she also like wants to fight him.
1: Yeah. I mean, he knows that she's struggling right now and she's kind of in it. She's mixing her memories with her past of like running through these woods when she crawled out of the mine shaft and being hunted by Leon and the whole knife of it all. And then you have Zane who immediately sees this struggle with her and he – automatically offers to help her defeat this first enemy that she has, which is her PTSD and her trauma. And I'm just like, marry me, Zane, please. Like right now, just do it, do it.
0: Well, and she even says to him, like, no matter if he gives this to her, you can't fix me, you know? Mm. And he like just immediately comes back to her and is like, like, he doesn't even try to be like, yes, I can. He's just like, all right, we're going to do this. So he
1: he says, fix you. Ah, little wolf, I have no desire to fix you. I just want to see all your broken edges shine. I want to feel how sharp you are.
0: <laughs> and if anyone I, wants to know, dude, that quote is from talking, page 100, and it's
1: beautiful. Like, when he starts talking about how, like, giving up your soul is a form of destruction, ripping yourself apart so that something new may come of it that's what you've chosen to do. I'm very fond of destruction. When you belong to me, I get to destroy you again and again, destroy the pain, the fear and the regret. And I love this take on like possession and even love. Like, no, they're not saying I love you yet, but it is a form of love. And it's that you have the permission to destroy someone in the most beautiful way. And this destruction can bring power to that person that you love. Like you're tearing down all their insecurities, all their anxieties, all their trauma, and you're helping them find their power and self-acceptance. And this book is just magical in that way. Like. Fuck. And it's so like you're in
0: this scene just like that where you're like ready for all these things to happen. You know that there's going to – I mean, there's a smut scene coming up, of course. But it's like the way it, again, is layered to give these characters their own moment, again, of respect. And him trying to not – yes, he's breaking down her walls only to build up stronger ones. And it's beautiful.
1: I think also like this theme of like finding power and acceptance and love in your brokenness and in your darkness is one of my favorite things to read about. And I think a lot of readers turn away from dark romance, which is completely fine. If you have certain triggers and it's not your thing, but for people who just write off this genre because they don't want to buy into the stigma that it's not romantic or emotional, they're severely missing out. Like, I think dark romance is a genre that's the most raw and it's can get ugly and difficult but it's so real and raw and it's stunning and it's beautiful like in this scene on the layer like the surface layer yeah they're like getting into some freaky shit but on the you know you dig a little bit deeper and you have these like really powerful things coming through well and that's why this book is like
0: for hallie and i were talking about it it's very hard for us to just like put it into this plot summary and be really funny about it because it is so emotional and there's so much drama there and we're trying not to like, we want to be funny, right? But at the same time, we want you guys to realize that this is beautifully written. So in this, he says, run. And what does she do? She runs. She's running through the woods. She can't even see where she's going. It's pitch black.
1: She starts to have this panic. i'm not gonna read the quote again but i just have to have to note on the way that harley writes about panic in this moment i loved her take on panic and taylor feel free to agree or disagree but if you've listened before you already know this but like we both struggle with anxiety in our own forms of trauma and as someone who has learned that i live primarily in a fight or flight mode same exactly like here or reading this from juniper's mindset was so relatable and enlightening to me and for Harley to put into words what we had felt, but we're still trying to understand, like through therapy and our own research and reading and whatever. I always have respect for authors, especially Harley, who can take on writing about mental disorders and trauma in this way. Like, again, I know we want to be funny and whatever, but like this book, I'm telling you, it, it's cathartic. Uh, it was just beautiful. It, it was so relatable. It was epic. It was epic. Continue. Sorry.
0: No, it's fine.
1: I'm glad that you have
0: these things because this is like all of my notes. I just literally have But like, that was
1: my take of like this whole well, panic thing she was writing about. It was like it's so true. Like that's why Juniper can't stop. She can't stop fighting. She can't allow Zane to like be kind to her or submit or whatever. It's because she lives in fight or flight, period. Well, it's because she hasn't known kindness. Exactly. Like
0: she has no idea what it is. And all she's this- had
1: to live and, this way for
0: survival. And then it's funny that it comes in a demon form. That we think is this—it's so
1: ironic. Evil
0: human, it's, isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic?
1: Don't you think? think I And drink a
0: little too. <laughs> <ironic>. <laughs> <laughs> so she runs, and she hears a, a a twig snap. And this is this reminds me, hello, little wolf. I got <sighs> the same throne of glass vibes when she's hello, witchling. But oh, it i was like oh he's in character
1: it was epic it was so epic it was so epic
0: he's here <laughs> so he immediately slams her up against a tree She sli- she's again she's in flight or fight she's fighting she slices him on the face and he takes the blade from her it, like I'm just without even like a second thought. Takes the blade from her. She's scared. I mean, she in this she's scared. She knows what's gonna happen, but she's scared, but she's turned on a spot. Oh, a hundred percent. And he makes her taste it she makes he makes her lick the blade and lick his cheek and if i didn't have a fucking blood kink at this moment it was i, that. I
1: didn't know i would love it and she's like I begging for more she's yes. like begging for more she is like oh she says he yes. asks her he
0: says how does it taste And she says like your pain and it's pretty damn good
1: Ooh. and he says that's my girl that if someone says that's my girl
0: and it's, like, he, he knows these things about her. Like, he knows her responses. He knows her turn-ons and all these things. But when she validates him, it is, like,
1: yes. He's, like, you yes, are my kind of crazy, You're
0: honey. my bitch. So.
1: And I we, love how he's, like, you fought hard, little wolf. But you, now it's my turn to make you Now bleed. it's my turn. So he,
0: again, has her pinned. And this is his moment of trying it's like he's gonna mark her he's explaining it to her like you're gonna wear my mark and in any way shape or form if you didn't think juniper was badass and covered in tattoos she's fucking covered in tattoos hallie here's the funny thing i was gonna talk about so where he goes to mark her she has a wolf upon her chest i know well my father has a wolf tattooed on his belly and the mouth is his belly button
1: oh my god <laughs> what? don't ruin this for me taylor <laughs>
0: That was it. That's what I had to tell you. Oh, my God. I remember, I was like, I have to tell you something that's really funny.
1: That's it. Oh, my God. Don't ruin this for me. Oh, my. god. Now I'm just going to picture your dad's belly button. And I, think I mean, that's what I do. Up. Just
0: a get to know you moment. My dad owns a tattoo shop, and he's covered in tattoos.
1: The wolf. This is my only,
0: my only moment of understanding a wolf being tattooed on your body. That's what I think of. Now
1: I'm real. Okay. Now
0: you're welcome. I hate you for that. Now you're welcome. So, wow.
1: Thank you for that kindness. <laughs> You're
0: welcome. So he goes to make his mark, which is either his de- demon symbol or basically his name. Basically, after he is done making this mark, he, w- <laughs> this is, oh. he wipes the blood. So he has her go down to her needs, actually. Then he just cannot control himself anymore. Pulls down his pants. He's hard with his weird pee-pee. He wipes the blood on his shaft and makes her- And then
1: tells her to suck his dick. Oh <laughs> my God.
0: I'm glad you finished that out for me because I was having your time.
1: But- Dude, I can't, like- Could you imagine I, watching someone- no, I love someone it. I want it. I want it. I want it. <laughs> I want it. Ugh. Wipes his blood. I want it.
0: Her, her blood on his shaft makes her taste it.
1: Then- The dirty talk? In he cannot this, control though, himself anymore It's just amazing. Like the dirty talk that he is he is he is saying and like she's mouthing off back to him and then the like the banter and the sass. Ugh, when he starts like finally like carving into her and like you you hear like the what they're like the actual terms, it's fucking beautiful. Again, it's like the t- surface layer is like oh my god, he's carving into her skin. But, like, the underlayer is, like, oh, my God, y'all are fucking beautiful. This is so romantic. I can't even handle it.
0: No, it's beautiful in the sense that I think I just need to read it to everybody.
1: Oh, my God. Are we – please, can we please read it? Yeah. Please, please. i read, oh read it. Oh, my God. Oh, my
0: God. I had <laughs> it, but I didn't know if everyone
1: really wanted to read it. <laughs> so Just, like, surface layer of, like, the terms of the agreement. You know, like, the – he's basically saying things, she's repeating it back but like, just like the, what, what they are.
0: He says, mine, all mine from now to eternity. Those words felt like a warm blanket wrapping around my exhausted body. I pushed myself to the very edge of my limits. I felt utterly ruined. I felt so good I wanted to cry, but there was no way I was showing him tears like that. It was time to collect my pride and be strong, if I was certain, but I was certain if I tried to walk, I'd pass out. That is uh. their moment after it Hallie and Mm. I love it like I did not think I would like the blood on the shaft but here I am loving it
1: I fucking just cannot I also love whenever before he gets into the cutting he reflects back on how she once was already an offering before He's like, you know, this time she's a willing sacrifice for me and me alone an offering an ancient and primal as earth itself, blood and flesh, lust and need. The Liberi treated her like a lamb to be slaughtered, but she was a wolf and a wolf wouldn't bow its head if it wasn't willing. Dude, I just, it's fucking beautiful. It is beautiful. And
0: then, <sighs> then they fuck. <laughs>
1: From oh my God! At one point, I want in He's literally like, "Can you take it?" And she's like, "Of course I can." Uh, <laughs> done.
0: Of course I can. Uh, it's so God. good. So fucking hot. At this point, you would think Juniper is absolutely done for it, but she's like, "No,
1: I need a cigarette after that scene." Like, I'm just sorry. Like, after the jewel, the, the jewel, I don't even think it's gonna do it. Like. Oh my God, that scene,
0: Jesus. So you would think that she's done for like physically and mentally, but again, like I said before in the quote, like she does not, she can't give up. Like even prideful. Yeah. Even though this has happened, like he is like, I'm going to, you know, you can come on with me and she doesn't want to leave with Zane. And she says, of course I can't give up control, but I can't even walk. And he then says to her, I know you can't give up control, and you can't even walk, but he values his possessions.
1: So And allowing you to lay in the mud isn't really proper care, is it? No,
0: (laughs) it's not. And Zane scoops her up, and he takes her to his house.
1: So fucking cute.
0: They're bonded. It's done.
1: It's done. So... Zane takes her back to his place. And while he's taking her there, we get some insight in how Zane's feeling after this. I'm going to call it a religious experience that we just witnessed. It is. Um, he is like, you know, she's mine. Finally, after all these years of waiting and watching, she's mine. My new little pet, my broken toy. And I love how he like continues the sentiment of like, he doesn't collect these toys to fix them. Broken toys are the interesting ones. They were sharp and dangerous like shards of shattered glass. I couldn't resist running my fingers over until I bled. Quote of the fucking book. Till I bled. I just love like this theme of like when I don't know I finished this book and I like, was, like thinking on it. Harley really pushes that like you can be broken and you have this like quote unquote darkness inside of you. But it's still special. Like it's you can still, still worth be something. Loved. Like, yeah, like, it's like worth no matter something.
0: what you are, you can still be loved. It's, it's, oh, it's epic and beautiful. I don't care how many times we'll say it, but it is.
1: Yeah. And then he kind of goes into what, which we didn't get in the last book, which I love she gave us here. And he goes into like, the sensation that he feels when their souls are actually being bounded together and how every soul feels different. Like some are warm, some are cold, some are heavy, some are light. And he says that hers was fiery, dangerously warm the more I pulled toward it. And hers felt like a constant pressure, as if her soul was always pulling in another direction. She was a fighter all the way to her soul, and I liked that. And I just thought that was just...
0: (sighs) I just thought that, like, for Zayn, this is the soul of souls.
1: Same. And then we also have another nugget of information that we didn't have the last time, which was... When their souls are bound, her her body can heal faster than usual. So, like, the cuts on her chest are already, like, being, like, they're Mending. already scarring over the bleeding stuff. I that was so cool. And we didn't even get that in the first book.
0: No, it's like you didn't realize. Well, I think it's because in the last book, their um, deal or bond basically came in so late. So we didn't. And then there was just, like, all these things of, like, you know, clean up and everything. So we didn't really get that. And that's what I love about this book is that we get so much detail in the background.
1: Yeah. When they arrive back to his house, um, he starts to take care of her and he wants to make her feel as comfortable as possible. He puts her in the master suite so she can have something nice to wake up to. He runs her a bath and cleans all the mud and blood off of her. And while he's bathing her, he's checking out all her tattoos and these tattoos are things that she got to cover up the scars that she got from the sacrifice sacrifice. And you find out he's still simping because as he's like looking at all of these scars and tattoos, he's just getting like pissed off that someone did this to her. He's kind of trying to like make sense of what this means to him. And he's like, you know, I'm used to earth and all of these like violent, cruel, unfair things. And I hardly blinked an eye. But when it came to her, my little wolf, it was different. And then he kind of goes on to like make these comparisons between how when he scarred her, he did it so it'd be like working within the lines of the art that she already had. They weren't meant to mar her flesh. They were meant to honor it. Um, Which I thought was just, I loved that she gave us that comparison. Well, there. he took his
0: time with her, which is like, yeah, you know, he,
1: it was, he was careful to detail, which is nice. Yeah. So chapter 14, we're back in Juniper's point of view. She wakes up the next morning and she's all like, did this demon really bathe me and tuck me into bed?
0: Well, she's like, where the fuck am I?
1: Yeah, like what is happening here? So she starts thinking about all these like things that he did out of kindness. And this thought bothers her because she thinks kindness is a trap and it instantly makes her feel suspicious. So she gets out of bed and she looks at her scars and tattoos which she isn't a fan of and she realizes that she doesn't feel nausea whenever she looks at her new scar from zayn because she had chosen this one unlike her scars and her tattoos so her comparison aligns with zayn's there like they're on the same page here she starts to wander around the house and <laughs> she grabs a knife from the kitchen because she went about to be walking around this house unarmed yeah she's okay? like
0: i ain't playing these games i don't know what you and got that going says on a here. lot
1: about juniper and her trauma okay it's not even
0: just that she's like new surroundings this ain't it
1: so zane like sneaks up on her and she stabs his ass and is like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> and Z- zane is like juniper oh juniper <laughs> playtime is over little wolf that hurt time you know? i'm to rest <laughs> he's like playtime's over that hurt, you know? It's like, don't sneak up on me. And he's like, yes, that's what we do. Demon- demons do. We sneak and scare. And she's like, then you're gonna get, uh, keep getting stabbed. <laughs> okay. I, I love it. I like, love this it. This
0: is what we're doing.
1: <laughs> and he's like, mm, sounds like you're flirting with me. Like, I just love them. I love them. And he starts to like smell her getting aroused. And he's, she's like, God damn it. I can't even hide my own irrational arouser for him. <laughs> God damn it. Well, and it's like she's, it's almost like
0: when Ray was like, don't fail me. Of course my vagina fails me yeah. now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Same notion there. <laughs> so this hilarious smart ass banter between these two continues. And Zayn asks if she's hungry and she's all sassy. Like, why do you care? And he's like, let me tell you a fun fact, old Junie. Junior. And we get this, like, inside of, like, soul bargains are overseen by Hell's Council. Think of them as our government. Now, once upon a time, an absolute dolt of a demon decided to convince an entire bar of drunken humans to give them their souls. Then he mastered them all so he wouldn't have to bother feeling his end of their deals. The council doesn't look very fondly upon the bargain and murder method of soul hunting. So I'm trying not to have you die from something so silly as starving to death. (laughs) Now, are you hungry?
0: Well, and it's like, I love that, but we also get this, like, in-depth view of hell. You know what yes. I mean? It's like this overarching thing that, like,
1: I hope we visit hell. Oh, my God. I, I know. not go to hell in the next I club. want Callum to take me to hell with Everly.
0: Please. But Please. it's just so funny that, like, there's this whole little society that is behind these demons.
1: Yeah. So he's like, let's go. I love it he's like. She's like, yeah, I'm hungry. And it's like, oh good, look at you, admitting to you have needs, bravo. And it's like, you're such a smart ass. Well, and it's like, and he knows like, how to push
0: her, which is yes. my favorite. And
1: she's like, I don't have clothes on. And he's like, so? <laughs> so they go Lungen. to the diner to pick up food and they just stroll in. Like she's wearing a sheet and he's like, has no shirt on, like underwear, that's it. And she's like, okay, guess this is what we're doing now. He's like, no one gives a fuck, let's just he's go. Like, I don't give a fuck, I'm a demon. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> So then they like are on the way back and he's like asking her what her first plan of attack is and she brings up that her brother's body was stolen from his grave by a demon and she needs Zane to find out where Mark's body is and get it back. And Zane tells her that he knows that demon. And it's going Jennifer's, on. yeah, Jennifer's like, "Well good, you can also kill him when you're done talking to him." <laughs> And Zayn starts laughing. He's like, uh no. <laughs> That's not gonna happen.
0: It's no. not gonna be
1: she, Yeah, she's like, excuse me. And he's like, he reasons that even though he agreed to helping her destroy the cult, Leon's never harmed her and he isn't a part of the cult. And she's immediately furious. And she's like, This is exactly what I was afraid of. You know, this demon's twisting my words to get out of this bargain. And then she kind of puts in her two cents here and she's like, no harm. Like he was there that night when they threw me down the dark. He chased me for hours. He would have dragged me back if he had caught me. He would have thrown me down there to die again. She has substantial ground to stand on, okay? I'll give her that.
0: Yeah, we don't doubt you. Like, yes, right. Leon played a small part. A small, and, very right. small part.
1: And so he's like, okay, you got to listen to me. Like, I've known him for a long time. Whatever. And she's like, I don't care. We're a thing. Yeah. She's like, (laughs) I don't care. Like, fuck you. So he goes on to explain how, like, Leon hates the Hadleys just as much as she does and how he was in service to them and all the things that he had to do wasn't like by his own free will. Like, he was forced and punished and abused for centuries to do these things. And he's just not, they're not going to kill him. Like, he's not going to kill him and you're not going to kill him. Like, no one's touching my boy, Leon. No
0: one's touching
1: my bitch. No one's touching my bitch. So then they, like, get home. She's completely still infuriated. They get home. and She, like, storms out of the car to go to the house. And he, like, he's not done with her yet. He, like, envelops her in darkness. Which I love. And he's, like, she immediately just, like, snaps. He's, like, you're a liar. Like, you're a bastard. You're going to break your deal. And he's, like, I'm not going to do anything, like, And he kind of lays down this, like, groundwork again. And he's like, let's reiterate a few rules here, Junie. Like, you don't command me. We have a deal. As much as it may disgust you that you sold yourself to a monster, you're with me of your own fucking free will. So, like – and then I love how he goes, like, now stop holding your breath. You're going to make yourself pass out. (laughs) Like, he's treating (laughs) you like a child. (laughs) Like, okay, you done with your tantrum yet, you child? And so they, like, kind of wrap up this conversation. And – She's like, she goes, are you done with your theatrics? And he's like, my theatrics?
0: Are the you drama? done throwing a tantrum? Am I the drama?
1: <laughs> no, not me. You're not the drama. So they end the conversation with Zane promising that he will get her, bro- her brother's body back for her. So what does he do? He goes to see old Leon. And I love Leon. 15 and 16 of these like crossover chapters with Zayn and Leon. I just love. I love it. they so
0: like, oh, I just I, I think one day I will do a tandem read.
1: I will lay it I out. want a novella with just like Lane and Xeon. Le- Whoa. <laughs> Lane and Zion Lane and Zeon. <laughs> Zane Zayn and Leon. So in the time frame from from book one, this was never like Leon's being the security guard on campus. And he's like um, watching over the dorms that Marcus got killed in. And so Zayn goes to meet with Leon and we get some insight in the relationship from Zayn's point of view. And mainly we get to tell like, how Leon handles his emotions versus how Zayn handles them. And we already know this. Like when he first met Leon, he was in France and he was like mourning the loss of like this, The love of his life that he had. And Zane had always told him how he needed to detach from his emotions. And Leon was just always so full of like these wild emotions and feelings. But Zane knew better because he had been hunting souls for so long and he had no affection. And then he like makes this like little comment how Juniper was challenging that outlook. And he basically just admits that like Juniper has a hold on him. And the main thing he hates is that. She is so angry, but he hated that he couldn't, like, get her out of that anger. Like, he couldn't help her calm down.
0: Yeah, and he, like, wants to be that person, but yes. she's got to figure it out on his own. Like, he realizes all of these things, but he wants to be the guiding light.
1: Yeah. Such a oh, such a he wants, to be the, he wants to be the man all the time. Yeah. So, Zane finds lead on campus. Again, guard in the dorms. Their banter here is just impeccable. Like, these two boys are just, like, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Like, they it's are. just great. It's just great. Like, I'm not going to go through it, but, like, it had me laughing out loud. So, after they kind of fuck with each other, Zayn tells him to meet him at the pub on Main Street. This is the pub Raylin is at during the art festival. When he finger bangs her against the wall. Yep. <laughs> so, we kind of get this whole scene again. I'm not going to go through it, but, like, You kind of get, like, the other side of it. Instead of Raylan's point of view, you get, like, the demon side of it. And we find out that, well, Zane finds out that, oh, yeah, you know, Leon's like, I tossed Mark's body down the mines. And he's like, oh, great. Juniper's going to love that one. Like, this (laughs) is going to be a pain in my ass. Can't wait to tell her. Can't (laughs) wait to tell that bitch when I get home. (laughs) So then chapter 16 is when they go out of the alleyway and have this like fingering scene from book one. And I'm not going to get into it. One, because we've already discussed this in so much detail in our p- previous episode. So if you want to hear it, head on
0: over, head on over. to on over. her, soul her soul to soul take. take, okay?
1: But the things I am going to point out in this scene is the fact that Zane normally would have been involved in this scene, but because he's with Juniper now, he's he not. just. He doesn't feel the same urge to join in.
0: He just watches.
1: He is watching so that he gets himself so worked up that when he goes home, he's about, he literally says, I was going to fucking wreck Juniper when I got home. If she wanted information, she was going to scream for it. Jesus Christ.
0: He's like, this is my bartering. Let me watch this. But also you have to point out here that we didn't get with Ray and Leon. It also shows how much Ray and Leon... L- like, liked each other in this little moment. Like, Leon wasn't in dish. I mean, he gives a little finger lick situation, but he doesn't give Leon, I mean, he doesn't give Zane the, even the opportunity to join.
1: I just, we got, I got more of like an emotional tie to between Ray and Leon coming from Zane's point of view. Than I did in book one of like it being about them. Oh yes, it's okay. well, The things we wanted more, I
0: just needed Zane's point of view, and I would have been fine.
1: Yeah. Zane comes home to Juniper, and he's like, "Bitch, I got something to tell you. <laughs> Bitch, I got something to tell you, and I got a snake in my bo- pants.
0: <laughs> I got a snake in my
1: boot." <laughs> I have a prize for you, honey, in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look. It may bite you. <laughs> I mean, he has the snake tongue, you know, to go with it. Which I love that she did it. Oh, my God. So I feel, much like, on the I feel tongue. like she
0: took, like, a review of someone being like, fuck the snake tongue. Maybe our podcast. Maybe she listened. To may- like, Let me change Maybe. all of it.
1: I mean, it's mentioned, but, like, just enough. Yeah. It's like, Mickey's you know? we weird,
0: but I don't need more. <laughs> Get
1: it. So, I can't. I'm dying.
0: I think it reminds me of the Toy Story scene. It really does. I got a snake in my snake boot. Snake my boot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, he comes home. And Zane tells her he has good news and he's got bad news. And he's like, the bad news is... No, he Marcus asked her. No, no. He asked her, what do you want first? Yeah. She's like, the bad news. And he goes, all right. The bad news is Marcus's body... thrown down the mine. And of course, she's like, Oh my god. She's like, So what's the good news? He's like, Oh well, the good news is I found him. (laughs) I know where he is. (laughs) She's like, I fucking hate you. (laughs) And she snatches the knife out of the block and goes to throw it at him. But he, wow, I don't even know. I'm gonna get through this. I'm just gonna die. He grabs her arm, she's like growling back at him. And he's like, don't kill the messenger, little wolf. I'm going to have to start keeping dangerous pointy objects out of your reach. And she's like, don't you fucking dare. Like, it's not like I could kill you anyway. And she's like, you'd probably like it anyways if I tried to kill you and try to stab you again. He's like, "Mm, you got me there. And I'm just like, here we go. The sexual tension is here. It's building. And (laughs) here we go. Gets to a point where... He, like, has her – I think he's, like, choking her and he's, like, tell me no, Juniper. Like, tell me you don't want this and I'll stop.
0: She's all, no, I love it. Keep going.
1: Uh, Yeah. She's just, like, daddy. Sorry. Sorry. Daddy. (laughs) Daddy. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. He starts, like, giving her these, like, really, like, light kisses around, like, her jaw and, like, her bruising that she has. And he's like, how cute, vicious juniper like soft kisses.
0: It's the thing. I realized how much like the stroking of the claws and like the small touches. I was like, oh my God.
1: Like <laughs> fucking. I'm just here for mm, every single thing in this book.
0: I just realized like you barely you don't even have to touch me. You I don't even have to touch me, and I will I will, I will unravel.
1: Combust. <laughs> look at like, right me here, way. Right now. Give me a look. Just God, I'll even go for the tongue with Zane. Like, just flick the tongue. I'm probably still come then. Like, I don't even like the tongue, uh, but I'm probably still of. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, she is, like, snarling and, like, wants to bite his head off. And he's just, like, good. Like, I want her so riled up. He likes her when she's spicy, okay? I
0: want… You
1: don't want me, and she was like, "I'm gonna let go of your wrist." I need (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: to
1: take a drink. (laughs) I didn't mean to interrupt, but man, it was good. No, clearly I interrupted you in that musical edition. Clearly, you did. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, I interrupted that Grammy-worthy performance you gave us. Top one hundred. Dare I? So it's like, I'm going to let go of your wrist, so you better drop that knife. And she's like, wow, are you scared you're going to get poked? And he's like, if you try to stab me, I'm going to punish your ass. She's some bring it. <laughs> and she goes to stab him again. Like, she's, bitch, I ain't scared. She wants it, honey.
0: And I just love that, like, she knows he's a demon. He's going to just, like, she gets to take her aggression out. And, man, I would fucking love that. I'm I not trying know. to say I'm trying to stab anybody. but I'm just trying to say if I could, like, if Sean would let me, no, and but be like, okay if he, he could
1: re- regenerate <laughs> and survive, if Sean could get stabbed and like still have a boner to fuck me with, I might do it. No, and then like the police aren't called, <laughs> and like I'm not crazy. You know, I'm just saying if certain parameters were in place, I'm not saying hey, I wouldn't and do it. Even
0: were demons. Deemed- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sean's demon form would be the redneck cowboy. <laughs> no, the nighttime cowboy. The nighttime cowboy. From
0: <laughs> I'm sorry everyone. If you knew how he says. Almost- <laughs> <laughs> He just appears and then he goes away. And he's a nice cup. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> and he just did his fucking belt buckle. <laughs> and
1: it <started. laughs> I'm gonna have an asthma attack. Stop. <sighs> Get the inhaler. Get your inhaler. Like, literally, he would be the nighttime cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna write a fan fiction At of Raylan. <laughs> it's a nighttime cowboy. It's gonna be about Sean. <laughs> oh, I can't breathe. <laughs> cry oh my god (coughs) (coughs) now y'all stop all that now i got the inhaler out y'all stop all that okay (coughs) Woo! so oh god you can follow us at let's talk about the podcast (laughs) (laughs) so she tries to stab him again (coughs) and He like gets the knife from her and he's like, ah, uh-uh, Juniper, what a bad naughty. girl you've been. Naughty, Stabbing is it nice. <laughs> Stabbing is not nice, Junie. And she's just like, as if you want me to be nice. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I don't. <laughs> I don't. And um, he secures her wrist behind her back and then drags his claws across her shoulders. Taylor, are you good? I'm fine, just keep going. (laughs) She hissed at the sting and her hips bucked up, wedging nicely between my legs. (laughs) Oh, perfect placement, thank you. And he's like, what do we say if we wanna stop, Juniper? Tell me now or we don't play. And she's like, fuck you, bitch. And then she's like, mercy. (laughs) He's like, there it is. (laughs) He's like, ah, good girl, she listens. Good girl. And he's like, you know, you say something's wrong with my taste, but our tastes run the same direction and you're just as fucked up as me. Then he starts to fuck her with her own motherfucking gun. I forgot this is the part. This is the part.
0: He does. Well, he tells her he's like, he he doesn't-
1: He's teasing her with with the the, gun. Yes. But eventually that bitch starts bumping up and fucking herself on the gun. And if I didn't love Juniper enough, In this moment where she, like, can get the best of him. Because he's... Basically, he's like, I'm not going to fuck you until you beg. You have to say please. And then she starts realizing that, like, I can get myself off with the gun in my vagina. I don't need you. (laughs) I don't need you. But at the end of the day, like, I'm going to still get it off, but you won't. And then he's like, that fucking mouth. Like, that smart-ass mouth. She is, like, giving it right back to him. And... He calls her a cocky little slut. Oh my God. He's like, I want to eat her alive. Eat me. <laughs> and at one point, like, she's literally fucking herself on this gun, okay? <laughs> and <laughs> if we haven't made it clear, the gun is in her back. <laughs> like, he's behind her. She's bent over the counter, bumping her ass up into this gun, Okay. And then she starts just like completely toying with him. And it's like, you can't resist. Like, oh my God, you want to know what this feels like. It's so wet. Like she is fucking playing his ass right back. Which is my favorite. Like, give it
0: to him back. Like, I think with Leon and Zane, it's like they have this sense of control. But I'm so happy because like Ray didn't a hundred percent, you know, she's so willing and just kind of like, uh. Eh but like Juniper giving it right back to him is my favorite. I'm like, yes,
1: bitch, give it to him. Chef's kiss. And at one point she says, oh God, I'm gonna come. And he's like, like hell she was, jerks her up off the floor, slams her ass down back onto her back. It says, don't you dare call for God. It's my name. You're gonna be crying. (laughs) Daddy. Sorry. Sorry. It's your, it's your name. It's you. Smack my ass like a drum. Like that's what I wanna (laughs) It is. (laughs) Like Drink, that's a song. I know. Hallie, that's your first song. I know. Oh God. And what does she do? She starts giggling in his face. Like she thinks it is the funniest fucking shit. And he's like, This bitch, I just fucking like slammed her ass on the ground. The wind's knocked out of her and she's fucking giggling at me. You're not scared enough. (laughs) <laughs> and he's like, I want to rip her apart. And that's when he starts like, just fucks a good and dirty. And she's like, I knew it. I knew you couldn't hold out as long as me. Ha ha, like, cocky little shit. And she's like, by the way, we're going to go to White Pine tomorrow and we're getting Marcus. Unless you're too scared. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, And when she's like saying this to him, that's what makes him come is like her sassy ass mouth. Well, and that's like
0: it. It's almost like he also loves like the degradation
1: kink. Like he loves it right on. I mean, back. at one point she dominates his ass, which she will get to later. But like, oh, but damn.
0: He, he has his own moment where like he's almighty powerful. Like he loves that. But I do love that he also enjoys being put in his. Place. I love
1: like the give and take. Like yes. they're both willing to like put on like the control hat when needed. And they both respect each other for doing that.
0: Why did I think that when you said that, that was like the sorting <laughs> hat? <laughs>
1: Gryffindor! Gryffindor! Okay, what would Zane? Zane would definitely be a Slytherin.
0: Zane's a Slytherin. I think Juniper is a
1: Ravenclaw. I was going to say Ravenclaw
0: or a Slytherin, but I think maybe a Ravenclaw I think she's, yeah, she's smart. She's like, there's a lot there.
1: Um, Raylan would be like a fucking Hufflepuff. Like, for real. Shut up, my
0: Hufflepuff. You shut your fucking mouth.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I forgot you were. (laughs) I forgot you were a Hufflepuff. So the scene ends and Zayn knows he has a problem, a massive problem, because he's addicted to her. Goddamn obsessed. And she was just so fucking smug about it. So he like squats down to her. She's still like on the floor, passed out over here. And he's like, I haven't even began to wreck you, girlfriend. Like, you think you won this round? Nah. She grins, flips him off and says, I've already wrecked you, demon boy. Bye, bitch. Boom, mic drop. She a bad bitch. Junior wins. (laughs) Junior wins. So the next day they drive to White Pine to retrieve Marcus's body. And of course, Juniper's having some anxiety and PTSD. But I love how Zane's like constantly checking in with her and at one point tells her like don't get lost little wolf like in her trauma and in her like flashback she's having. And this thing's really sweet. And they go to the mine shaft, and she can hear the god calling to her. And while Zane just like jumps on down the shaft because, you know, he's a demon. She's like propelling herself down. <laughs> she's like...
0: All right. This is a rock. Looking line. at like
1: her leftover fingernails, she she left six years ago. And I just like can't imagine the fear and panic of like slowly propelling yourself back into like your own personal hell. Into darkness. She just says it's like she's just propelling just herself darkness. into darkness. complete darkness. So they get down to the mine, they start to move through it, and Zane can like smell Mark's body. They're like mushrooms sprouting everywhere. Which we know is a sign of the Gollum from book one. It's dead. It's cold and wet. It smells horrific. And they find Marcus, but something else found him first. Which I just hate. She I hated this. End. I hated that she had to like see this of her brother, you know? It's so bad. So Marcus is laying like up on this ridge, surrounded by the golem. And they seem to be asleep. And so Zane's, like, telling her, like, be quiet while he tries to, like, get up on the ridge to, like, basically, like, sneak his body away so they don't have to wake them up. So while he leaves her, Juniper starts to experience, like, the God calling to her. And he starts basically, like, making her hallucinate that these gray, like, tentacles are, like, coming over her and, like, cooling around her and, like, suffocating her. So she starts to scream and, like, she shoots her gun So, of course, the golem wake up and Juniper's uh, Zane's there to like kind of wake her up out of it and is like, What the hell is going on? Like, we gotta go. The golem are now like coming after them as they're running out. Of course, we have to have a clumsy person in here. Clumsy. (laughs) Yeah. She falls. Zane like keeps going with Mark's body. And she's like, oh fuck, like he left me and I'm gonna fight myself out of this. Well, she can't, they're like swarming her. Then she hears a roar that shakes the walls of the mine and daddy demon Zane is back to save this woman. He is not fucking playing around. He's roaring, claws are out, eyes are straight black. He's ripping these things to pieces. He then throws her over his back and like takes off out of the mine. And then once you're out of the mine, she sees that he got injured. Like he has bruises all over him. He has a broken hand, he's bleeding. And she's just like in awe for some reason that he would like come back for her. And she's like, like why, why would the hell he... would he have done that? Oh my God, it made me so mad. I was like, he loves you. That's in my notes, I literally have in all caps. Bitch, because he loves you, okay? What's happening here, people? Wake up. Well, and it's just like,
0: I don't think we really got into like, what she's experiencing. On there, Because, like, before he, like, roars and saves her, she, the god, comes back. And that's, like, the right. tentacles you were talking about. But, like, the god is, at this point, very aware that Juniper is back. Like, yes. it, that Juniper, like, she's been fighting, like, the beasts and stuff. Like, they've been following her wherever she went in her cross-country travels. But the god, like, at this point, is officially attached to her throughout the rest of this story. Like the God is like, I don't even care, like in its own weird way. I don't even care that I got Marcus. I'm still going to have you.
1: Yeah. And like Zane touches on that when they come out of the mine and he's like, in his, he's like, they're never, like it's never going to stop. Like he even says like, the God just wants you because now you got away. It's personal now. Yeah. Like, Like
0: it's a vendetta. Hi.
1: Right. Right. So when they're like leaving, the mines and they're in the car. Juniper's like realizing how much she wants to touch Zane in this like comforting way and tell him thank you for saving her. She like wants to rest her head on his shoulder. But she just like, I know it's so sad. Hey,
0: did you ever think though, sorry to interrupt at this cute emotional point that they just had like Marcus's body just like in the back of the car. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, We're just cruising back home in the back of the car.
1: (laughs) Go ahead. Continue. (laughs) You're so wrong. I'm sorry. I just did it. I was like, where is our case? I keep hiccuping. I'm really sorry. And now that Taylor's ruined yet another good moment of the book, (laughs) um, we're going to move along. Um, (laughs) Anyways, they take the body back to the cabin. We're like her – her dad, you know, she grew up with her dad in this cabin in the woods. Yeah, that's what
0: I mentioned in the beginning. Like, the right. lots of close ties where she – yeah.
1: Right. They take her – take the body back to the cabin. She can bury him properly. And once they get there, her guard is, like, all the way back up. Like, she tells Zane basically to fuck off. Um, He doesn't want to leave her. Like, he wants to be there for her, I feel like. And she's just like, please leave me alone. Like, I need to do this on my own. So, she does. She – digs her little brother's grave. An old
0: rusty-ass shovel.
1: It takes her hours. She is bleeding, exhausted. And I honestly was like tearing up again at this part because I don't even have a sibling, but like if I had to dig my, I mean you have siblings, I'm sure you can imagine way more than I can. Like if you had to dig your like youngest sibling's grave, that to me is just like its own form of torture. Well, it's like I would have to
0: put on such a a mask to even just like okay. You're not let me do let yeah, like let me think about it. Like I had to go down into a fucking mine, retrieve my very deformed, very dead, been buried, unburied, so <laughs> like I wouldn't I would just I would not be in a good spot.
1: Justice for Marcus, this bitch gets buried and dug up like twenty thousand times. Well, it's just like I wanna be like, fuck you, you stupid fucking
0: assholes. Leave this fucking boy like Ugh! All right, I'll get out of it. Like, I, yeah. won't, I won't let myself go there, but yeah, I just like, I can't.
1: Yeah. So she ends up like digging his grave. She's like reminiscing on all of their childhood. And she is just like saying sorry to him and she starts to finally kind of break down, which is something that she doesn't really do a lot in this book. Like, it's only when she's like on her own, safe and sound, where like she finally like allows herself to even like feel all of these things.
0: So well, she's like, Strat.
1: She's an onion. Literally, she's an onion. She's a shrek. Layers. So fun.
0: Fi- <laughs> so finally, we have layers. We have layers. So finally, she's like, "Let
1: Cake. me." Cake has layers. Cake. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I could quote Shrek all fucking day. Dunk it, dunk it. And in the morning, I'm making waffles. <laughs> Get out of my swamp. Okay, I'm done. I'm seriously done. I, I could go this. Okay. That's who Hallie thinks I am. She thinks I'm. She thinks I'm um, for from Shrek. Later, she wakes up. I hate this part. I fucking hate this part. She wakes up and the eld, a swarm of eld, not just one, but a swarm are back. And they're digging up her brother's body, eating it, fighting over it. <clears throat> and without thinking, she just like goes straight into like fight mode and goes to like get them away from the body. But they're too many. They end up attacking her. And we leave off this chapter with her thinking that they're going to eat her alive. But nah, bitch, because Zane rescue your ass
0: he does and again it, and it's like she takes this time in the cabin like she goes and she's like after she buries him she has these moments she has these big flashbacks of like her and marcus at the cabin and you just at these really wholesome moments of like junipers just passed, and you're like all right this is it and then she wakes up to the fucking i just like the monsters like under the fucking bed just ripping her world apart again like i'm just yeah. like, can she get a fucking break
1: like, let him just rest. Like, Jesus yeah, like, fuck, God. I well, know. Whatever. I know. So Zayn, when he left her, like, didn't go far. He just, like, went down the mountain. And he's kind of just sitting and, like, giving her time. And thank God, because he ends up coming back. And to check on her. And he smells the eld. And, he, like, instantly is, like, oh, fuck. Like, something happened. So he ends up showing up. He fights off all the eld. And Juniper's not doing so hot. Um, she is just... Torn to shreds, basically.
0: It's so sad. Um,
1: it's so sad. And he gets her in the car and she comes too. and he tells her or she tells him, like, don't take me to the hospital. No doctors. Clearly, because she doesn't trust doctors anymore. Like, she spent three years in a hospital. She ain't going to go back. Like, people are going to think she's crazy again, right? So I love this part. He, agree- he finally agrees, but he's like, I have to take care of her. Like, she can't die. So he stops at the pharmacy on the way home to get, like, bandages, like, meds for her. He walks in, covered head to toe in blood. Okay, <laughs> and the clerk is like, "Um, so how's your neck going? You got a little something on your face." He's like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> and he like looks up on like the CCTV camera and he sees it. No, he's covered head to toe in blood. But I love the clerk's like, "You got a little something there." <laughs> he's like. You just need to forget I was here. And he's like, no problem.
0: Got yeah, it. Like, don't worry. I will never, ever think of this
1: moment again. Thank you. bye And we're done. So, like, the next day rolls around, or I guess it's, like, later that night. Juniper finally wakes up at Zane's. And he's just, like, mother hen around her. Like, clucking at her. It's so sweet. Like, they're fighting, like, an old married couple. Like, she is not an easy patient because she has too much pride, Okay. And you start to see these two really falling for each other. Like, Juniper at one point is wanting, like, reminiscing of how she wants to bottle up his scent and make a candle out of it. Like, that's love, okay? That's a goop vagina
0: candle. Yeah. That's a (laughs) goop vagina candle. (laughs) If you want to bottle up
1: the man stank, you're in love. Because once you get married, the man stank don't work anymore. Oh, God, get away from me. I don't even
0: care to smell you. Why are you in my home?
1: (laughs) Zayn's telling her how he like never wants to hear her terrified scream again or hear her in her pain, how nothing that dares to hurt her will ever live. And it's like, all right, you two are done. Like y'all are in love. Just get married, okay? Just do it. Eventually he gets her in the shower and cleans her up. And it's just so intimate and just so like, oh. But sweet. like I
0: totally related to that because it's like how has uh, Sean ever like washed her hair? Yes. Yeah. Like when you have your significant other, just like take time to make sure like your body feels okay or just literally wash your hair. It is like.
1: <sighs> Anytime after just like. as a, you're a like woman. Sick, yes. As so a well, it's like woman. like if you're sick or like, I remember Taylor and I were in an accident at one point and I had like staples in the back of my head and I remember when I came home, like I couldn't. Like you had to wash them, like you couldn't really wash them. And I remember like seeing Charlotte that I'm sicker really, in that moment where they're like so nurturing because it's not to me like a natural, th- it's not a natural thing that comes to a man is to be nurturing. No, it's not. And so when they can like do that for you, it just means like so much more. No, it know? really
0: does. It's like I have gotten like gross sick before and when Steven goes out of his way to make sure I'm all right or just like constant water or coming upstairs, like he go downstairs and like give me my time but come back upstairs and be like, pulse check, like, will come and, like, literally yeah. put his hand in front of my mouth to make sure I'm
1: still breathing. I'm like, what are you Because doing? it is something that's, mm-hmm. like, not – it's something they do have to actively think on to do versus women, I feel like, for the most part, it's just instinct for us. We don't really we're think about mother. it. We're just We just do we're it. Just, uh, da, 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 da. Let me figure it Guys out. Guys yeah. have to, like, actually think about that, like, make it a priority. And so it's, like, this intimate factor, I think, that's just, like, oh, And that's, like, the baby. first – we're not actually, like,
0: grown on it, but it's just, like – that's the first, like, yes, Zayn has been all of these things to her. But, like, the moment he does this, I literally was like, oh, my God, you love her. You love her? Yeah.
1: yeah. The next day, Juniper is slowly letting that pride fall a little bit. She allows Zane to, like, carry her ass up this mountain, which she even says, like, normally I would never. But, like, whatever. She's giving in to him a little bit. He carries her ass back up the mountain to the cabin so they can rebury Marcus's body again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and just this like... time, <laughs> this poor man is quiet. Uh, enough. 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 Leave him alone. Leave him alone. This time, though, Zane is the one that buries him. And at first, Juniper's like, no. And he's like, you need to give yourself some mercy. Which I was just like, oh. I, loved, I know. I loved it. It's a lesson I think for a lot of people, especially women. That's I what I'm think. saying.
0: I think it's anybody in a relationship who is the nurturing, the mothering part of that to give yourself some grace cuz like I have to take myself for a second and be like it's okay to have a day. It's okay. The house is going to be fine.
1: <laughs> I agree. And like she even says like ha huh, that sounds so simple. But then she ends up saying, like, maybe this once I can do that. And I love that Zane, like, gives her this moment. Like, she almost doesn't give her permission to, but he, like, brings this idea about and takes on everything that she doesn't have to. And she, he's allowing her to actually, like, step back and give herself some mercy. And so after he finishes burying Marcus, he puts a log on it this time. Make sure <laughs> come back. No one's going to get it him. It ends up being, like, the tree that they used to play on when they were, like, kids. We know. Well, been. he calls it. Like we have this whole flashback
0: where Juniper and Marcus they used to play like um, a king and a knight, and Juniper was the knight, and always Ma- protecting her little brother. And Marcus was the pr- oh, sorry, it was a prince, and he yeah, like protecting her from the protecting him from and the dragon. Like the,
1: the little prince can now lay at rest in his castle. Oh, <sighs> Harley, what are you doing to me? take me apart, God. So he, like, finishes all that up, and then he's like, I'll give you a few minutes alone with your brother. And while alone, she hears the God calling to her again in the woods. And I love how this time she makes this, like, promise. And she's like, I'm coming for you fuckers. Like, go ahead and find me. I'll be bathing in your servant's blood when you do, and there's nothing you can do about it but watch. Fucking
0: bad-ass bitch. Let's – let's – Fucking go is Bucking all I bad, could think I at said. that point. I was like fucking bad. I and, said. and the story begins. <laughs> this mommy. Sorry. M- mommy. Juniper's Sorry. about to <laughs> fuck you up. Okay. Juniper's Junior. coming. Juniper's coming. Juniper is coming. Batten down the hatches.
1: <laughs> the birch is coming.
0: It's <laughs> so good. Strap on your strap on. <laughs> strap on your strap on, bitch. Cause
1: I'm here. So, like, three days pass. Juniper becomes restless. She decides, you know what? I've been laying around too much. I can't be weak. I'm going to go work out. And it's like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I
0: literally wanted to be like, shut. Shut the fuck up and lay down. Like, stop. We know. Like, I was, like, sitting there thinking. I was like, Juniper, I was injured. Like, <laughs> I would be
1: soaking this up. Like, I get it. <laughs> please let Zayn continue to, like, mother him you. Yeah, please. like, just
0: cluck, <laughs> cluck, 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 cluck around you, okay? That's all we want. Jesus.
1: Yeah. Zayn finds her like doing burpees on the fucking talk. And I like
0: can't – like Hallie owns a gym and like probably does
1: burpees all the time.
0: Probably about four or five times a week. All the time. I could not tell you how to begin a burpee. Like I could. <laughs> like I, I know the motion. But like if I had to
1: show you how to do it, that would be it. So, Zayn finds her and is like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, you're ripping your stitches. I can smell the infection." They just argue again, like an old married couple, like bleeding like, through her bandages. It. She has
0: no fucks. She's like, "I'm yeah. fine. I'm
1: fine." But then this like kind of leads to this like really sweet moment between them. And she eventually asks him again, like, "Why do you even matter? Like, why do you care? Why does my health matter?" And he's like. You need to stop asking that question. And she's like, why? And he's like, because neither of us is ready to hear that answer. Because y'all in love. Y'all
0: in love. Because he loves you. (laughs) And you love (laughs) him.
1: All right, cheers. Take a drink. I just make up (laughs) music at this point.
0: I love you. You You love love me. me. We're a happy family family. And a great big hug and a kiss from me to you.
1: Their version would be like, and a stab to the chest and my dick up your ass. And we're family. Won't you say go fuck me, me too? too. Oh, that was good. It's romantic. It I just romantic. went, we're family. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, yeah. She then asked, like, well, she like understands. She's like, I know he's right. Like, I don't want to know the answer to that because she knows something's happening there. And she then it. she asked him, yeah. I can feel it coming <laughs> in the air in the night. Oh, you're good, Hallie. Hallie. Hold oh, on. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Remember that video of Bill the cat when you did his arms? <laughs> I will post that. So everyone knows. No, you should. The you should. Bill
0: Collins reference. It <laughs> was <laughs> so great. It was this so was great. When-
1: so then she goes on to ask, like, if he knows her story, the real one, like not the one Leon told her, or, like other people told her, like the real story. And he tells her that he does, but he still doesn't. Like, know how – he never understood how she got out of the mine and away from Leon. And she responds that she didn't stop. Everything hurt and she was scared, but she just didn't stop. And then we get this flashback of her escape. Basically, after she's thrown down this shaft, they board up the entrance. So Assholes. she can't get out. It's just horrifying. Like, I'm a claustrophobic person and, like, I would actually, like, Steven no. Steven and I were talking about this today. Like, um –
0: inching through a cave or like a cavern.
1: Oh, no, I couldn't, I couldn't do, do it. it. I could not do it. Nope. And she like, here's the God calling for her, but she's just like, fuck this, I- no, like, no. She is like literally ripping her nails off trying to get up the shaft. She ends up somehow making it to the top, but then of course it's, you know, boarded up. She's like, fuck, like, how do I get out of this? She sees Heidi Laverne. It was Laverne in my notes. I have Laverne. You're right. She sees Heidi Laverne there. Which is Everly's mom. Yes. And can't Cancer mistress. And, and the secretary of you know, the historical society. If the nuggets
0: aren't there, I don't know what to do for you. <laughs> I
1: can't help Everyone, you. Everyone, get your baskets.
0: <laughs> the Chick-fil-A nuggets are served.
1: <laughs> when she sees uh, Heidi Laverne, she ends up saving her. She... Like rips down the boards, gets her out, and then she ends up putting a spell on Juniper, basically. She like, touches and, her on her forehead. Yeah. And she immediately like feels like a sense of like calm. Because initially she wants to rip Heidi's face off. Like, this is the bitch that did this to her, and now she's back. Like, I'm like you just kill her. watched
0: me get sacrificed on an altar and you said, okay. Right.
1: But like as soon as she touches her, she just feels like really calm and like at peace. And she ends up putting the spell on her that basically. As long – she's like, you will be hunted, but as long as you keep running, they won't see you. And <sighs> now we know why Leon never found her. And it's because she kept running. Well, and then always. she ran she never forever. Stopped.
0: Yeah, it's like all these like different Like two days cities. worth of being yes. in those woods.
1: God. And so she shares this, like, flashback with Zane, and she immediately thinks, like, he's going to make fun of me or not believe me because no one else has, Right. And she sees it like Zane isn't looking at her with disbelief. He's just kind of like nodding and kind of thinking it over. And she says, you know, she was right. A Monster did come after me. And I kept seeing him talking about Leon and, you know, who never found me. And then she gives this kind of like little thing about how why she is the way that she is. And she was like, I should have died. I was meant to. But here I am alive, even though I fucked up so many times. And that's why I say I don't deserve it because every day since then, I've earned survival. I've earned staying alive. When I do nothing, when I let someone else help me, it's like I didn't earn it. And then I don't deserve it.
0: Which is so annoying because it's like you didn't deserve to die in the first place, Junior. But it's so
1: heartbreaking. And like that's her mindset.
0: I know. And it's like I wanted to shake her,
1: I want to just like, hug her. And shaker. <laughs> <laughs> but then, Zayn, if you didn't already love him enough, sweet God, this man. She's like, you know, I didn't want him to look at me with pity. I didn't need sympathy. I just need to say it. And I just wanted someone to understand it. And she acknowledges, like, my brain works in fucked up ways, and I don't know how to fix it. Ugh, I'd so relate. I know. I know. Ugh. And he finally like takes a minute and then he looks at her and he's like, you know, I've been alive for near a thousand years and I've seen like all these kingdoms like fall and and rise and armies wiped out and whatever. And he's like, deserving has nothing to do with it. Whatever force of will that brought me into existence brought you into existence too. And he's like, what do I deserve? Like when, you know, What have I done? And he's like, it has nothing to do with what you deserve. Life itself is probably just spontaneous abnormality in this chaotic universe. But here it is. It's ours regardless. And he's like, I know you humans look for purpose. um, And we all want to know why at some point. And he's like, but I don't believe in fate or a higher purpose. I believe we take these rare, unusual, nonsensical lives of ours and do whatever the hell we want. Don't waste your life punishing yourself. And if that and then, doesn't speak no, it, to you. Then he comes down and he's like, you've got eternity. He kind of now approaches like what their deal really is in the long run. And he's like, you've got eternity at the end of all of this. Like your immortal life will end, but hell awaits. You'll outlive the Hadleys and the cult and despise all the pain that they caused you. You'll see more than they ever will. And maybe that frightens you, but don't let it. I'd like to see what becomes of becomes of you, Juniper Kinds." A human like you in hell can be a powerful thing.
0: <laughs> ah! I scream internally because if that doesn't speak to you as just living every single day like outside the bounds of whatever, him being a demon and whatever, but if that doesn't speak to you in just a humanity level, it is like – Every day is not a purpose. Every day is just whatever we're given. And it's like, oh my God. That's what I'm saying. We try so hard to make this like a book of just like funny breakdown outlines, but it's so
1: hard. It's good people. Please read it. I love that he just like tells her like, don't waste your life punishing yourself. Like that is a fucking lesson, honey. Don't. Don't do it. It's miserable. And then I love how he's like, Hell awaits and a human like you in hell can be a powerful thing. Hallelujah. I've never wanted to like go to hell so bad in my life. Like, I well, so it's, like it's like I'm
0: saying it's like,
1: and this like gets
0: back on to my priest vibes. Like, you know, it's like you, you just with religion and all the things you're taught and you're like, what is true? And Harley does such a good job of like romanticizing a, something that we're not supposed to romanticize to be like, you know, no matter where you go, heaven or hell, is this your, you know what I mean? Like you can find happiness in either place, and it's just like. And I ugh. love
1: that, like Zayn and even Leon in Book One, like they always talk about hell, but like they always view Earth as more hellish than like actual hell. Yeah, they're like, yes, we have,
0: but it's so funny. They're like, we have our pain and our suffering in hell. We love torture. We love these outlandish things that are public, and but it's also reacting on the pains and desires and what the person wants in hell. So it's almost, it's almost like this. It's a double-edged sword, but you're like now. I'm thinking, what are things in this
1: world? I know in I know. a world. I know. <laughs> you can join Taylor and Halley's Satanic cult on Fridays at eight PM. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You just can kidding. find us at Let's Talk About someone <laughs> podcast. I guess. Just kidding. On Instagram.
0: We're kidding. We're kidding. But so kidding.
1: Um, she she's touched by this, and she ends up kind of making light of it. And she's like, "Ugh, I still have to put up with you in hell." He's like, you're stuck with me. I get to keep bothering you for eternity. Ah!
0: And I, I, don't, even think, I don't even think she'd, like, realize that until he said no. it. Like, she's I like, know. oh, fuck. <laughs> I love it.
1: So later that night, we get a little visit from Leon again. Leon comes to visit Zane to tell him that he's free and that the Hadleys no longer have the Grimoire, which – Makes Kent significantly more vulnerable. And I'm just summarizing that part again. I wish I could like, maybe one day we'll have an episode of like jerking off to Kent and, I'm not Kent, not Kent, um, Leon and Zane together. Maybe one day, I don't know. Um, but it's a really funny part. I love when they're together. It's just fantastic. Um, so Zayn like goes back to Juniper and like tells her this. And they started to hatch like the next part of their revenge plan, which is to basically Stalk the Hadleys. Wipe these motherfuckers out. Yeah. And they need to find Everly and her mother since they are witches because they don't really know that, like, Everly's good. They don't know all of that. But they're like, yes, he lost the Grimoire and, like, all these things, but he still has these witches that we don't know where they are. It's like, are they helping him? Are they not? she's like that's fine like we're just gonna kill the witches and zane's like uh we don't fuck with witches so like
0: um i know that you think all of these things are really easy but like they're not (laughs)
1: yeah and we get like some more like background into like the world of like hell here and it's there are very few things demons avoid fucking with and the first one on the no-fuck list is gods and he's like i'm currently breaking that rule but in general every (laughs) demon knows better than to fuck with a god The second is Reapers, Hell's Executioners, which we have never book one who the Reapers are. And he's like, the third is witches. And witches have the power to discover our true names. And therefore, they can control us with magic. And she's like, what does that mean? And he's like, meaning if we go after these witches and things go south, they can like turn me against you, against everyone. Like they can basically now use me for their own gain.
0: So, we're not fucking with the witches,
1: okay, yeah, Juniper? And she's like, so what are their weaknesses? And he's like, same as any mortals, like gun, fire, knives, you know, whatever. She's like, then we'll just make them bleed.
0: <laughs> like, okay. Like,
1: we'll just fuck with them. Cool. Why not? So, did you listen to the... anything I just said? <laughs> yeah, he's like, all right. So, they don't really know where the witches are. So, they go back to stalking the Hadleys around Abram. So, Zane follows Jeremiah around, and Juniper's trying to find Victoria. And while tracking Jeremiah around, Zayn is giving us some insight into his feelings for Juniper and how she has wedged herself into this soft little spot of his heart. And that having her soul just didn't feel like enough. He wanted everything. Love. True love. He wants love. Love. True love. <laughs> love is what gathers us here today. For marriage. What's the quote? Thank you. Thank God you know that quote. I <laughs> say that to Sean all the time and he's like, where is that from? And I'm like, oh my God, <sighs> oh, you've never seen Princess Bride. Get the fuck out of my I house. I can't deal with your podunk accent for Sean. And he's like, Puddin, calm down now. Don't get I'm all I'm sorry. Sad. I'm
0: deprived as a child. I'm always Pudin. like, did you
1: not grow up with like, so my husband has like horrible um, pop culture. Like he has none. He has none. And every time I can make pop culture references, I'm like, did you see I and watch the child? Like, what did you do? Do you have no childhood? And he was like, I was out chasing squirrels. Which is
0: just like the most, like a chicken wears socks. Yes.
1: <laughs> it fits like socks mm-hmm. on a chicken. Yes. And you're just like, where the? That's what my husband says, guys. <laughs> my husband also goes, You're drunker than an Arvark in a cotton gin.
0: Excuse me. What How does
1: that make sense? It doesn't, but
0: it's Sean. It's a colloquialism, it's a Sean Lewisian. <laughs>
1: Guys, my husband's fucking nuts. <laughs> he's great though. Like, we love I him. I love him. I hate like talking about him whenever people don't really like, know him. Like he's very educated. He's a very very smart, successful man. But whenever he like brings out this like redneck side of him, I'm just like, oh my god. But he said too- that. But
0: Steven, too. He's super successful. Very very smart in his yes. own like nature of things. But he says things, and I'm like, what? Did you go to college? <laughs> did we? Honey, did we have a <laughs> moment? Did you did even, not? <laughs> like, were you did you have a brain aneurysm from like <laughs> fucking five to 27? Like Jesus
1: yeah. Christ. Basically. <sighs> so Zayn tracks Jeremiah from campus to the beach. And basically, I'm gonna keep it short. Jeremiah's doing what Jeremiah does. He's being a fucking sociopath, and he's meeting with like all of his little, like, little cult followers. And Zayn learns that. Jeremiah has all of his sacrifices in a row, which we know from book one. It's going to be Ray and then Victoria. And he's like, this is bad because they're pretty close to achieving their final goal. But he also learns that Everly isn't with the Hadleys anymore, which we know from book one. Like, they're looking for Everly. She ends up leaving the Hadley family. We already know this. But it's the first time Zane and Juniper are, like, learning Everly's role in this. The witch is gone. Right. Chapter 26. Are you fucking ready for this shit?
0: I'm born ready.
1: It's the, it's the scene.
0: Hallie has a lot to, to share here.
1: I Go ahead, do Hallie. A lot share to with the class. So, back at the house, Juniper knows now that Jeremiah is the one. He like fills her all in, he fills her in and everything. But this is the first time Juniper knows that Jeremiah was the actual one to kill her brother. And she just like goes on this like rampage of like how she like can't wait to kill him and like in graphic detail of what she's gonna do to him. And all this talk of murder just has Zane feeling some type of way.
0: There's a snake in my boot. Like
1: <laughs> literally. Um he I don't even have notes right now. I just have excerpts from the book. So go ahead. Here we go. I don't even know how to like summarize. This, um, so he's like, I like it when you get all murderous, but she like finally starts to play back with him here, and this scene is like, it reminded me of like Harley Quinn and the Joker. Like, yes, they're now both on like the same level of being like these murdering psychopaths. I love this, but so I much. loved it, and I was like, it was the first time like Juniper actually was like confident enough to like show the side of her and like fucking own it and she's like just as fucking murderous as zane like hands down she is like oh it'll be more than a murder and then she like walks over and now she's just like toying with him it's literally harley quinn the joker and she's like it'll be a massacre it'll be a work of fucking bloody art i'm gonna kill him and zane is like yeah, yeah. Tell me more, little wolf. Tell me everything. So she does. She goes into detail, but it's like this is like their foreplay. Okay, like she's like, I'll use that knife he's so proud of to carve his intestines out. Zane's like eagerly licking his mouth, like his lips, like he's fucking like horny dogging it. With this fucking forked tongue. Right. Double piercings. La la. And she's like, I used to think I'd kill Victoria last, but I've changed my mind. I want to kill Jeremiah last. I want to take my time with him. And he's like, as you should, love. And he like runs his claws down her cheek. Mm -hmm. And like, he's like, I can hear him screaming already. And she's like, oh, he'll do more than scream. Like, I want him to beg. I want him to cry for mercy and Zane's like, "Hot. Damn. This is my woman." Hot, Dicky, like, dog,
0: Here we are. He
1: like flips her around, grabs her throat on the couch, and he's like pushing her up against the couch and he's like, "Yeah, and will you give him mercy?" And she grabs his hard ass demon dick and says, "Never. I just want to hear him cry while I bleed him out." <laughs> 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 okay okay and he's like what she says there like he fucking snaps like full-on demon form he's ready to fucking go he like grabs her making out with her dragging his nails down her body he lifts her up kisses her throat it's all hot and heavy. Then he starts, like, biting her and, like, leaving marks on her. Mm. I love that. Why do I love that?
0: I just... It's just, like, this thing about it's so, marking. It's, it's God, I don't know I what it. it is. It's something I've never experienced. And now okay, I've Okay, but it. in
1: high school, whenever you, like, were getting, like, hickeys and stuff, were you a fan of that? Well, I think I was just always so scared. I think that was me, too.
0: And now I'm, I, like, now... I don't want to say, like, I'm scared. It's, like... Obviously I'm professional.
1: Right. (laughs) But I I did I did have someone before that he would like leave a hickey on my boob all the time. And would like constantly refreshing it. Like I nobody could see it. So it's kind of like your thing. And like that I was into, but if anyone ever like ever left a hickey on my neck, I would be like, oh my
0: God. Well, it was just like made you feel like, oh God, now everyone's gonna know. I think there's just this moment of like secrecy where it's like, oh, give it to me. But like
1: the boob hickey,
0: I was into. I'm not gonna lie when we've read about when like, and later in the book when he like bites her between the thighs, I like wouldn't hate that Mark.
1: I would not hate it at all. I would not
0: hate the mark between my legs.
1: At this point, Zane could put a hickey in my forehead and I would be like, yeah, what's up? (laughs) Hey, guys. Hello. this? Don't worry. Me and my third
0: eye? Don't worry about me.
1: (laughs) Call me Cyclops. Hello. So he's doing all this. And he ends up like slamming her head into the wall <laughs> and she goes… <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. I was like, Jesus Christ. No, I loved it. I fucking loved it. And he's like, oh, my little wolf wants it rough. And… Or then he like slams her and he's like, she's like rougher than that. Ha! Juniper's done. Like she's throwing all of her freaky flags up. She's owning who she is. She's ready to fucking go. And he's like, say that again. Tell me what you want and she says fuck me up just fucking wreck me please wreck me like please so what does he do he starts throwing her around like a little rag doll like at one point he like yeets her ass across the living room but then like speed demon rushes over to like catch her before she hits anything and i'm like maybe not that maybe you don't like yeet my ass across the room <laughs> I don't know if I'm, like,
0: totally into being thrown across the room, but, like, maybe, like, a soft toss. He
1: throws her and then demon sprints to catch her. (laughs) Like, I got whiplash now.
0: Could you imagine the sheer panic? Yeeted, caught. I'd be like, where am I going? Oh, I'm in some arms. Can we just? Can you just fuck me now? Like,
1: I'm gonna get nauseous. Please stop. stop. Take a Dramamine. I didn't ask.
0: Put
1: t- <laughs> my Dramamine.
0: Can I get Dramamine, please? Where's my Dramamine bracelet?
1: I didn't sign up for a roller coaster.
0: Are you just Is think- this Six Flags? <laughs> Not Universal.
1: So, you know, he's just tossing her around for a little bit. And then he grabs her, throws her ass on the couch, and just rips her whole clothes off her body. And he says he wants to hear her scream. And then things get interesting. Real interesting. I'm going to ask if this has ever been done to you. Um, have you ever had your... <laughs> I don't even want you to ask me. Have you ever had your vagina slapped? No. You can be open here.
0: I'm. I'm being honest with you. No one's ever slapped my bag. <laughs>
1: I don't think so either.
0: What? I, mean, I thought you I were like,
1: no. You can be open
0: here. <laughs> Out of my um, recollection of times, no. No one's ever
1: wound you say up. No. If someone slapped your puss. <laughs> I
0: mean, I just don't even know if I would enjoy that. I think I would.
1: <laughs> I'm just like no <laughs> no i think i would i really honestly think i would maybe from like behind
0: <laughs> <laughs> like oh. a, like i meant to slap my cheek but like a, a miss
1: <laughs> i mean he's not like wearing her vagina out but he's like patting the puss i'm fine with the pat the puss but you like <laughs> You were like, ah,
0: have you ever been, st-? like, I just imagined me like, what? Like, <laughs> no. I think I'd be down for it at least once. At least once. I mean, I can't tell you no, like, that I wouldn't enjoy it, but I'm right. going to tell you that it hasn't happened, and right. I'm not asking right. anyone to do it. <laughs> right, right.
1: Cool. Okay. You wanted me to have a different response. So that's what this leads to. Yeah, that's what this leads to. And he brings out these like nifty little mind restraints that we saw back with Leon and, and Ray Lynn on, on the coffee table. But <laughs> they burned afterwards.
0: <laughs> they kept it. Family shrine.
1: <laughs> For sure. Um, he's like constricting her body with these like mental binds that he has. And he again calls her a sick little slut, which I'm like, yes. At this yes, point, are. you
0: are. <laughs> we are.
1: Then he starts to go down on her. And then he starts leaving his marks on her thighs, which you said you were a fan of. Please, God. Please. (laughs) Please.
0: Just like, I'd be down for that. Please.
1: (laughs) Then he's like, can you orgasm from pain? And do you want to try? And she's like, hell yeah. That's what I've been asking for. Yes. Do it. He starts smacking her thighs. Until he starts slapping the puss.
0: Whippity whap whap whap.
1: And then he's like, Let's see how hard you come with my cock in your ass and your click getting spanked."
0: <laughs> I just also like I still don't have a great visual on their <laughs> penises.
1: Um, I know. I need a visual. It's just like, how
0: big is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being so honest, it's like you talk about it, and there's like these weird extra ridges and stuff like that, which just makes me feel like they're
1: uncircumcised. I will say, like, <laughs> her description of his penis, we did not go over earlier, but it was a lot better than the description we got of Leon. She was just like, it's large and it has ridges. I don't like the word swells. All these swells, what does that mean? It just makes me feel like they just have
0: like, I don't want to say it, but like, boy, like bumps. <laughs> I mean, I just, I like, don't know what I think. Like every time I get a different description of it, I'm like, "What do you look
1: like?" I just wish she would like stuck to like, yeah, it's huge, it's awesome. I wish. Imagine whatever penis you want. (laughs) It's big. Imagine whatever you like. Is this like Ice Planet Barbarians or like is it just like monster weird dildo dick? We were talking about. Is it a dragon dick? I don't know. Thank you. I just need to know what's going on. I do know that Zane's dick is cherry red. I don't know how I feel about that. I think about my dog's like hot rocket when he shoots it, you know? (laughs)
0: Taylor's face. I have no response. That's what she said.
1: Yeah, I guess I just like
0: blur those out of my memory. Why did you do that to me?
1: Next time, our dog pops no, a red I, rocket.
0: No, no, no. Think of Zane. No, no. Why would you do this? She said it's cherry red. She said, It wasn't me. Just a bulging cherry red. Cherry paint. red
1: hot rocket.
0: I just actually, when you, this is the first time I've ever heard cherry red. And I think like, I know I've read it, but I think
1: I just was like, nope, not taking that into the vault. Well, I'm here to remind you, <laughs> you ruined um the tattoos with the wolf for me. So there you go. Now I picture Baker's belly button. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're welcome. Um. Anyways, let's just wrap this up really quick. Um. He is. <laughs> he has. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. He has lube. Thank God.
0: One. Um, I really Check. I really
1: hate I really hate anal scenes like don't involve lube and I'm like yeah right it's unrealistic so I appreciate it's the realism so real-
0: unrealistic I appreciate the realism
1: he has lube he starts like warm her up finger in her ass and he's like sweet I love how she goes sweetly he told me keep your legs open slut wow sweetly <laughs> sweetly there's a lot right. of
0: sweet in that <laughs>
1: yes then he slaps her puss again, and she's like, please, God, keep going. And then he says, "What did I tell you about calling God's name? I should punish you for that. Okay. Don't mention the man upstairs. Got it. <laughs> Done. So then, fucks her ass while smacking the puss. And- well, my favorite thing is, is,
0: he's like, I should punish you. Slams his dick in her ass. Who? <laughs> Who? One thrust.
1: And then we're not done yet. She ends up, he ends up putting his fingers in her mouth and she like bites the shit out of them. Just, I was like, okay, there's that. loved it. It was
0: like a hook. I just thought like uh, a, like a fish
1: fish uh, in the uh, (laughs) Yeah. Got her. (laughs) And he's like, we got a big one. Like, fucking bite me like you mean it. And so she does. And he's, like, bleeding all in her mouth. And it just.
0: She's, like, I love, like, again, she's, like, I love how much he tastes. And, like, um, that she talks about, like, all I had was the taste of iron and, and basically stealing my ass.
1: Well, then she um gets all the blood and spits it back in his face. Whew. This is yours. You can have it back now. She, sp- she spits in his fucking face. And he's like, I love it. And he comes, like, he's done. Like, he's okay. like, fuck yes. And this is a
0: thing. Like, I, where's you <laughs> and I are so immature. Um, but it's like, this is like, I, uh, this is real shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I refuse to, like, it, I, refuse to believe it's not like I know no one's spitting in my face unless I'm in love with him no one is spitting in my face ever (laughs) like I don't
1: even care if I'm in love with you okay what if Steven in the moment spit in your fucking mouth I would hate it bullshit (laughs) in the moment you're into it it's hot it's heavy he grabs you aggressively in the moment and then spits in your motherfucking mouth no no
0: you know why? Because I watch that man brush his teeth, and I watch him... <laughs> it. You're so... Don't, get married, I, don't I, get married, kids. Don't get married. I'm just being honest. I would. I would
1: fucking spit in my motherfucking mouth. Maybe, like... Not, like, all the time, but, like, in the moment, it's, like, that moment where it's, like, primal and hot, and you're both into it, and he wants to fucking spit in my mouth. Hell, okay. Well, yeah, it's not spit in my mouth, but, like, you know... um
0: when you're like not, you've gone too long and you're not wet enough. I, I do. And you like sometimes, like you spit you, on the puss. You spit on the puss. That's fucking hot. That doesn't bother me. Have you ever seen 365 Mafia?
1: Yeah. He legit spits on her vagina and it's the hottest fucking scene in the whole movie. Like 365. Oh, I was thinking three, Six Mafia. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. The mafia movie called 360. Oh yes, 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 See yes, yes. I. yes I, I was like,
0: um I'm sad music video.
1: <laughs> I don't think I okay. That might have been That's- a
0: late night showing on MTV. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: my TV was turned off the by nine thirty. <laughs> I love having sex, but I'd rather get some head. I literally was like, I literally said, 365 Mafia?
0: And you went, yeah. And I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. The Mafia movie called 365. Yes. That's hot. That's hot. He's and I, sp- think it's, uh-huh. I think it's because
0: it's him, too. He's part the uh, kind of shit.
1: I don't know. Shall I could spit on my, my puss and I'd be happy. Oh, yes. I mean, that happens. So I'm not like Matt. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> so the scene, the scene ends. And he calls her fucking beautiful, and she leads us off with, "And I actually felt like I was, dude. If you could have anal and feel hot afterwards, it was a good anal scene. Because there's zero
0: percent chance I will.
1: <laughs> I'm like, am I shitting? Is is that shit on your dick? I, don't I would, know. I would give like the turnaround,
0: like, is it done? I would, <laughs> I would be like hobbling off the bed to the bathroom. I would need to take a warm bath." <laughs> Get the abs of salt. My old ass. I'm sleeping in the guest room this evening.
1: <laughs> I'm going to a donut seat for tomorrow. No. <laughs> it's just like I that. need a diaper. No. Please get me a diaper.
0: Depends... <laughs> i would be in a constant state of just agony just i would be
1: constipated for like a week i would just look at steve and shame like i couldn't make eye contact i'd have to leave it'd be a long vacation don't look at me i would be look away (laughs) i'd be coming to nash coming out of me like lava (laughs) shitting in the street shitting in the street (laughs) <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Well, now I'm gonna start quoting bridesmaids. Okay. <laughs>